I believe that our signal is going out to the world, to all the folks out there. We are broadcasting live on Utreon for anyone that's listening to this. Um, if you if you want to join us, I saw someone in the chat saying that they finally figured out how to join us when we're live. We're live on Utreon, U-T-R-E-O-N. And then just look for the Who Moved My Freedom podcast or WMMF podcast. That's how you can find us. We do that so we can show guns. We can actually hold guns. You know, we can actually be free. We can actually be free. We're going to be talking about freedom. Uh, we've got my friend Jared of Guns and Gadgets here. So let me remind everyone, go to HankStrange.com. That's the best place to uh, to figure out all the different things going with uh, going on with us, how to link up with us, etc. And then since we have Jared here, I'm going to remind you guys, uh, you know, Blackout Coffee. Blackout Coffee. In the chat, there's a code that you can get 10% off. The code is HANK10. The code is HANK10. There's a link and all that kind of stuff. We'll talk about that and other things. Let me actually get this started here, Jared. Hold on. I got to push a button over here to make this happen. Let's do this. Welcome back to the HANK Strange Situation. Lifestyles of the Locked and Loaded. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Franklin Armory. Franklin Armory provides 100% U.S.-made firearms and awesome binary option triggers. Their focus and purpose is to provide freedom tools to all Americans, especially those in not-so-free states. So when you're in the market, please consider Franklin Armory. All right, ba boom! There we go. We are live. We are live. We've got we've got guns and gadgets joining us live. You got to do the. I don't know if you remember this. Jazz hands. Oh, yeah. You got to do the jazz hands. <laughs> we are live. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. Uh, it's just myself and Jared. So yeah, it's gonna be. I'm actually looking forward to this. This is gonna be, be fun. Man, it's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. So this is episode 861 of the Who Moved My Freedom podcast. As I said, our guest is Jared of Guns and Gadgets joining us live. Jared, what's up, man? What's what's the deal? I can't, can't complain, man. We're uh, down the hatches. We're getting a blizzard here in uh, Massachusetts. We're going to get 24 inches of snow through tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, that should be nice. <laughs> is it is it uh, is it powdering yet? Is there a little bit of snow out there yet or not yet? Uh, the first flake supposed to start like within the hour so we'll Ooh. see okay all right are you are you prepared for this are you ready dude i hate this stuff <laughs> hate it you hate snow <laughs> i can't stand it i really? moved to new orleans once for a reason I'm, mm -hmm. I'm out this is my last winter oh okay oh you're done you're done with max oh, yeah. huh oh done oh wow yeah i can't dude man i remember growing up in new york and the snow and everything i don't know if i can handle that anymore you know Lola thinks it's romantic. Oh, Lola nah. thinks that's so romantic, you know, the snow. <laughs> that's what uh, Photoshop's for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, very cool. So um, for the folks out there, you know, smash those uh, those arrow ups under the title of this video as you're watching here. Uh, hopefully we'll get as many of those as possible. I see Jay Grew out there. Bobby says he he's the one who says he finally figured out when we go live, had to wait for Flying Rich to point it out. So there you go. Appalachian Gunrunners out there. Cruise Man is out there as well, as well as AK Sean, who says, hi, Hank and Jared. So hey, I can't. Hey. Every time I talk to you, like, so when I hear Jared, I, I'm programmed. You know what I'm, what I think when I hear Jared, right? Do I have to say it or how often do you, like, oh, you go know? Ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah, he went to Jared. Is yeah. that, yeah. 
That's I like, wish I had that guy's money. Right, I'm telling you, man. Every time I, I'm like, oh, you know, can can you hook a brother up with some diamonds? <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I got that credit card just so I could have one with my name on it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's all over. That's um, that like, uh, what is it called? What's the actual jewelry store called? Jared's Jewelry or something like that? Jared's Fine Jewelry or something like that? Yeah, they're all over the country. Well, I've at least seen them all up and down the East Coast because I know they're in Florida. Yeah, they got to get that money. Yeah, they were in Jersey. I'm pretty sure. Is that? I think that's the place Lola and I got like our wedding rings from. <laughs> You're supposed to remember this stuff, Hank. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't remember exactly. Lola, I'm sure, will let me know. I know. I think we're approaching like 23 years married, believe it or not. Congratulations, man. Yeah. Tomorrow is our 23rd as well. Really? Okay. Oh, one, two, nine, nine, nine. Yeah, nine, nine, yeah, nine, 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 nine is when I got married. If Lola has any pictures of me and her when we got married, it is a fiasco. I, I hope your wedding was nice. Ours was literally at, uh, you know, at the courthouse in Queens in, in, uh, in New York. Now you can I do. Yeah. So Lola was very big, <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> And I had just, it was like maybe um, a year or something after I found out I have Crohn's and I was really, really sick. So I looked like I had AIDS or something, man, because I was down to like 130 pounds. I hadn't even like really eaten anything. I think Lolo was thinking, yeah, this is it. This guy's kicking off the planet. I'm going to get his fortune, you know. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I had a full full head of hair. I had a six pack. Those were the good old days. What? <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. Okay. That, where's pictures of that? Uh, I'll have to Jared I'll text with you a one. six pack. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I need to see this. If you have it, text it to me. Maybe I'll show it to people if it's allowed. If it's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you. I don't know if you let people see that kind of stuff. Yeah, I don't know. The one I know that I have, I might not want out there. Oh okay. You have what? You had like long flowing locks. I'm trying to imagine what. Uh, what like a no, young Jared I'm, looked like. I'm Italian and Spanish, so it was. Mm -hmm. It's kind of curly. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna have to see this now. I'm gonna. We're gonna have to see this. So, is this on your Instagram or anything? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> you. I know you keep. So you're keeping some of these on your phone, though. You have them on your phone. Yeah, I got some. Yeah, I have. Like right now, I'm looking to see if I have pictures. I know I have pictures of when I was younger. I don't know if I have pictures of when Lola and I got. Uh, when we actually, got those there. pictures are so old. That's when we actually had pictures film yeah remember that in the olden days <laughs> you know where people actually um yeah what was it like 35 millimeter yeah you had a big you had, 110 you got, if you were cool right <laughs> wait 110 that was that um in the like little skinny what's the one yeah it was the one that looked like a little phone yeah like the little instamatic type things or something yeah. like that yeah oh man i forgot about those that's the Wayback Machine. When did you... So what era did you... You grew up in the 80s, I'm guessing, then. Yeah, you, yeah, I was born in 75. Oh, 75. Okay, yeah. I'm actually a little bit older than you, man. You know? I was, born in, I was born in 72, so I'm going to be 50. I got a couple of years. I, can't, I feel like it, but <laughs> it's coming. Oh, yeah. I seriously feel the age. I actually have... Have you ever heard of a frozen shoulder? I know, I know you've had oh, yeah. injuries. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, you, have you had one? Uh, no, it was close. I had my shoulder rebuilt twice within mm. uh, ninety days, and 
when I was healing the second time, it was almost frozen. It was almost frozen. Was this from like some uh, on duty stuff, on the job type stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I I wasn't doing anything. I don't even know what I did. <laughs> To, to somehow I ripped my shoulder. So I don't know if I had like, you know, maybe it was a heavy, I always have a bunch of crap in my backpacks, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's, that was it, but my shoulder is frozen and, and now they want to, I need an MRI and then they want to like go in with a needle or something. Open back up, yeah. Yeah. Give me corn. This is what happens when you get old, man. You don't heal. You know, <laughs> I used to have Wolverine healing powers and now I don't have that anymore. Yeah, I used to run through walls. Now I can't run, period. Right. <laughs> I feel like, did you ever see, what was it? Was it Logan, the movie Logan, where he was like old and like, he was getting yeah. ready to kick off the planet? I feel like that now. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, getting old. Getting old is not fun. Um, Cruise Man said you had a good video today. Which What video went up today? Uh, so I've been following the the seven states right now moving for constitutional carry florida is mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. uh and in alabama the sheriff's association is actually working with moms demand action to stop constitutional carry alabama how how did that yeah. happen how did that happen in alabama uh, well in alabama they have like annual permit fees mm-hmm. and the sheriffs count on that income oh. to pay for all their toys right so the mobile county Actually, I think he said he was going to lose $1.4 million if they went constitutional carry. So for that reason, he's against it. Wow. And is he in, yeah. is he normally a pro-gun, pro-Second Amendment? I would assume in a place like Alabama they would be, but... Well, he's come out against it a couple of times. In fact, one of his former people, his employer, his employee, mm-hmm. uh, is a state rep who sponsored the bill. So the sheriff fired him because he sponsored it. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. Okay. Yeah. So this sheriff, what what is this sheriff's political leaning? Is he a Republican? I believe so. Yeah. But it, it doesn't matter. If you're against the Second Amendment, you're against the Second Amendment. Yeah. No, I'm just, yeah, I'm curious to see that because you were talking about Florida and man, I don't. I would like to see Florida get constitutional carry, and I think that um, there's been reporting that the governor said he would do it, but I don't know if there's actual movement in Tallahassee to make it happen. So I don't there's know what you, what a lot of stuff going on right now mm-hmm. in Florida behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Okay. But we're going to need to move with that Senate president. Um. Yeah. I, I need to check and see exactly who I know that uh, my friend Lewis at, at GOA he's uh, he's in Tallahassee and he does I don't know if you ever communicate with do you know Lewis Valdez Yeah, good dude. Yeah, yeah, really good guy. Um, and he's doing a lot of stuff on this and taking a lot of blows as well. <laughs> hey, hey, sometimes to disrupt the uh, the powers that be, the status quo, you have to. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But I would like to see it. And I would not like to see DeSantis running for anything else unless he does that in Florida. Thank you very much. As much as I like him, I like DeSantis. You know. Um, yeah, you have one of the good ones. None of them are perfect, but yeah, I hope he stays there just long enough for me to move there. Yeah. Someone pointed out his resume, and I'm trying. I don't know if that was you, but somewhere on social media, I saw someone pointing out his. He's got a deep resume. 
he oh yeah he's to be in congress yeah but he did a lot of stuff man he um he was in the navy i think he, he yeah. that guy, that guy's been doing a lot he was in uh what was it the jag um like i guess that's like the lawyers yeah, or the something. investigative unit yeah. yeah and then i think he was um he was a a lawyer for the for this for one of the seal teams or something some there was a whole bunch of stuff i saw when i was looking him up so he's done a lot yeah hopefully hopefully he you know he does what he needs to do there uh do you want to see some old school pictures you just reminded me of this i've got i'm gonna i'm gonna throw one old school picture up here this was i'm gonna say that looking at this here this picture is probably um 1990. Okay, this is circa 1990. You're gonna throw it up right now. Boom. Look at the denim. That, <laughs> that is a young, sexy Hank Strange right there, man. Look at that. I don't. I don't have a six pack really. I don't know any kind of pack under there. Yeah, you know, very. De there's a deficit of beer or whatever. Brother, you there. look like Ralph Tresman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look. I actually have a Gucci Link uh, bracelet on. Believe it or not. And then I forgot That's the name awesome. of this. It's someone out there might remember the That's... name of this company that made these jeans. Is that Z Cavaricci? Is that what that is? Is that the name of the I people? think that's Z Cavaricci. Yeah, this was like this was one of the I was actually making money and buying designer jackets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's old school right there. I think I was maybe maybe 18 years old in that picture. That was right around the time. Remember uh, hypercolor t-shirts? Hypercolor. Um, it was a T-shirt, whatever color, blue. Mm -hmm. But when you put something hot on it, it would oh, change colors. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of stuff out there. It was still. I mean, that looks stone. Is that stonewash? Yeah, that's stonewash. Yeah. Do you remember those days? Uh, yeah, man. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. I think right there, I had either right before that or right after that. I actually, um, I had gone to England. What is the name of the... Oh, man, I'm trying to remember. What's the name of this group? Is it Jodeci? Do you remember Jodeci? Yeah. Remember Jodeci came out and they had the see-through shirts? Yes. Do you remember the... Do Did you, you remember? have those? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't even know. There's no picture anywhere, thankfully. Thankfully. Those mesh shirts. Yeah, I don't think anyone wants to see a bony Hank Strange. But I actually... Um, I remember I'd gone to England and my, my cousin's girlfriend was like a seamstress and I had her make. It was almost like a scene from the Cosby show because I couldn't afford those. Those things were actually expensive for not having any kind of material. <laughs> yeah. So somewhere, somewhere I think I have a picture of me with a Coogee sweater. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, those. Do you have a Rocker Kangol? Uh, yes. I, had a, I, I think I still have a Kangol somewhere. <laughs> That was kind of so. That was like a that's like a northeast coast thing that we're talking about. I don't know if everyone out there. Uh, Lola says, "Oh my God, Hank is reminiscing again." But when he was young and skinny, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what we all do. <laughs> yeah, those those are the good days, man. You know, was, uh, had that uh, had that Bruce Lee build. <laughs> now I got that uh, Bruce Leroy build. <laughs> you know, so. All right, cool. Yeah, let's. You need to. I need to see. I threw up a throwback out there. You need to somehow procure a throwback. You going to the Gundies? Um, I'm not. I'm not even sure yet. I think we're planning on it, but I'm not sure exactly if we've pinned all the details down. You going to be there? 
Yeah, if you go, I got you. Okay, cool. What are you? You're nominated for something, right? I know you probably got a couple of those. Yeah, top uh, top voices of the two A. Okay, and the I think it's most influential creator. I think I, I have no chance in that one. So yeah, we'll see what happens. I have no chance in any of them. You have a way better chance than me. Yeah, and I would thank yeah, you. I'm campaigning for for John Crump to get it, but you know, yeah. if you don't want to vote for Crump, then definitely I say vote for Jared. That's what I. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have you know what so when's the last time I saw you I think um when was that in Iowa yeah in Iowa we went hunting was that your first time yep that was my first time ever yes we popped hunting cherries together we're now we're, we're some kind of hunting brothers or something like that I guess yeah blood yeah. brothers now yeah how was that <laughs> that was cool man uh I'm an inner city kid you know, mm -hmm. grew up in the projects, never had the opportunity to do that stuff. That was really, really cool to see how hard we went uh, pheasant hunting. Mm -hmm. uh, but those dogs, man, to see them work nonstop was impressive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those dogs are no joke. Um, and uh, I don't know. I've got to see if I've got pictures here to pull up. But, uh, oh, someone someone just sent me a thing, something about looking like boys to men. Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, someone just sent me a message. So someone is looking at this from somewhere and not in the comments, and they're saying something to me, something about looking you looking like boys to men or something. All right, I'll, I'll track that down later. I need to find some pictures of us when we were hunting. I don't know if I have. How far back here can I go on my phone? I got to figure that out. I'll throw some of those up for the folks that are out there. Uh, what's so right now, what's the new stuff you're covering? We obviously, um, I, I know that you, you were doing, um, the, we've got the Supreme Court, you've got the open carry, there's this uh, ATF going after the triggers, and, mm -hmm. and then there's also what's happening with, um, with uh, Matt from CRS, right? Is that, did I yeah, cover? Uh -huh. Actually, when we were setting up, news kind of just broke too. Uh, Okay. Second Amendment Foundation and Firearms Policy Coalition are suing California because they were trying to release uh, gun owners' personal identification info. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Stuff is all like how how is this for you with all this stuff going on? I mean, you're really the you're like you're the person I see hitting with a lot of stuff and not just coming out and saying like okay this is what's going on, but giving people a little bit of behind the scenes. It seems to me like you'd be getting a lot of info. I know I get a lot of info all day. I'm assuming you get a, like a mega crap ton compared to what I'm getting. I get quite a bit, yeah. Now, I'm thankful for it. It's extremely overwhelming sometimes. Like the last two weeks have been crazy. There's stuff happening everywhere. Um, but I'm just blessed to be able to have the connections I do and be able to translate it to folks out there and drive people to action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I know that I know there's a lot of people that appreciate it. What would you say is the the most uh, the most important thing? Because I know right now there's just a whole bunch of things swirling around. What would you say is the most important thing people should be looking at? And if people have questions, you can ask us and we'll get Jared to answer some stuff as well. I think the most important thing is November is the midterms. So everybody in every state right now should be investigate their candidates are and figuring out how they voted uh, because 
this is the next group coming in. You know, people are predicting a red wave. But uh, some of those, as we've learned, just because it's a Republican doesn't mean they're pro-gun. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. You know, I, look, I would like to see it, right? And I think that definitely we're going to kind of get this pendulum swinging. But, man, uh, we all kind of lived through when these guys told us, how long ago was that? When they were like, hey, wait for the midterms. Do you remember that? How long ago was the mm -hmm. wait for the midterms thing? What are we, in 2022? Yeah, they say it every other year. Yeah. <laughs> it gets old. Yeah, but I think that was right after. So I think you got, um, Trump got elected, and then uh, these guys had a super majority. And we're like, hey, right. these are the things you guys need to hit. And it was like, yeah, wait for the midterms. Yep, they did nothing. And then Democrats mm -hmm. had a big takeover. And they're predicting the same thing now because Biden's kind of mm -hmm. doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of bad stuff. So you think that's the biggest thing we should all be paying attention to, right? Yeah, because, you know, the next couple of years are depending on who people come out and vote for. You know, mm -hmm. Do I think we can vote our way out of everything that's going on? No, but uh, we can definitely change a lot of the stuff. Yeah, it's a little bit, um, it's it's really interesting. It, I know, like, for example, what's happening, I think, with the Supreme Court is a is an indicator of that, right? So now Biden yeah. gets to put someone in the Supreme Court. Thankfully, uh, Trump got to put in um, to, to do some stuff there. You know, we really, we're going to see how important all this stuff is pretty soon. We're going to take a break here. We're coming right back after a couple of seconds. Everyone just hold on out there with your questions. Walther Arms has been making concealed carry handguns for over 90 years, starting with the PPK. Today, Walther is based in the good old US of A and still builds quality firearms like the PPQ and PDP for personal defense and competition. So when you're in the market, please consider Walther Arms. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Walther Arms. All right, we we are back here. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Let me make sure that your name is showing up there. Boom! Guns and gadgets. In case no one, no one realizes that it's on there. Who's this guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so we're in the news. So this is a good. This is what you do. This is what you do. We're in the it's news do, section. Man. It's yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Okay, so we're talking about important stuff. A after that, what do you well, what do you think about what's uh let's hit what's going on with CRS. Let's talk about that for a second. Um from your perspective, what's happening here? So are you, he are you, was, you're tracking this, right? Yeah, yeah, he mm -hmm. got out today. Mm -hmm. Um I I've read the indictment and for people who don't know, I've was law enforcement for 24 years, did a lot of work with federal agencies and I'm not an attorney, mm -hmm. but the indictment is a stretch. I think it's beatable for him. He's going to need a good attorney because I've never seen a court-appointed attorney beat the federal government. But mm -hmm. I think what they're doing to him is wrong, and it's a stretch. Yeah. I mean, the the original case that goes back to the guy with the key card, <laughs> you know, this never is almost like – yeah, this is this is like built on a house of cards, if that makes any sense to people out there. <laughs> no because, pun intended. Right. <laughs> you know, actually there wasn't. But you know what I, you know what I'm saying? Like how the hell is that a machine gun in the first place? And then it seems like they're building this whole conspiracy off of that. Well, when is a bump stock a machine gun? When is a forced reset trigger a machine gun? When is right. a place a machine gun? Those are all mm -hmm. things the ATF said are. Yeah. 
and this is why it's dangerous, right? Um, I think I saw you somewhere uh, reminding people of that, because if we go back in time here, um, you know, there were people like, oh, this is no big deal because it's just bump stocks. Who cares? You know, they suck, which I agree. They suck. I've never, you know, I've, I've never gotten the bump stock to work um, at all, to be honest with you. But it's the whole principle of the matter of allowing these guys to deem anything a machine gun, even something that clearly is not dangerous to anyone and cannot even easily go from being a metal card to being a machine gun. Right. Especially they're unelected bureaucrats, dude, and they are very politically motivated. You know, whoever is the head of the DOJ is going to have them carry out their agenda and Garland is dangerous. Absolutely. These guys were even um, they were, I think they were the the um, they were talking to the Biden administration even before he was in there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And this is one of the things that they really wanted to do. So that's the scary thing about it. My, this is my understanding. You could probably you probably have insight that's a little bit deeper. My understanding is you had that key card guy get arrested. How long has he been locked up? He's been locked up for a while. It's been about a year, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and then it seems like Matt, who also for my, and I've spoken to him and stuff like that, he helps a lot of people out. So he was out there uh, doing stuff to help him out, legal fees, all of that kind of stuff of what's going on. Um, and then somehow uh, these guys have taken all of that and built a conspiracy. Uh, if, if anyone's seen that stuff that came out on that, actually, I have it somewhere here. I could pull it up. But they've built a whole conspiracy case out of that. How does that happen? Well, the government, when they're doing investigation, they cast a very wide net and whatever they catch in it, they try to jam up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it seems like these, uh, I don't know, I, I'm assuming that they're not just doing this willy nilly, that they have some kind of, somehow they're connecting the dots. But I know um, I did see a little bit of this. Uh, I guess I can. I don't know. You've probably you've probably looked at this stuff, right? The uh, the indictment. Yeah, I have the indictment. If you want me, I can text you the link. Yeah, I think I, I think is this it here? Pretty much what I'm throwing yeah. up right here. Twenty yeah. pages. Yeah, it's yeah. twenty pages. Um, yeah. Well, just reading through this is interesting. There's some leaps that these guys are making in here. That um, I mean, basically, you can't help. You cannot in any way um help someone like a gofundme is a crime like trying to set up a gofundme for someone is a crime the interesting part that i've never seen before is that they're saying a youtube sponsorship mm -hmm. somehow is also a crime business yeah. yeah yeah so that's also a crime and then now you 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 become a co-conspirator of that person doing something. When I think that really this falls in the realm of art <laughs> and overreach. Yeah, but but what I'm saying is like the key card. I see someone here asking, "What was the key? What was the key card guy charged with?" Now he was charged with selling machine guns, right? Yeah, I I, I don't have it with me, but he got uh, distribution of machine guns and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then even if you look through all that stuff, it's like they're going after assets and stuff like that as well in there. Yeah, they want cars, money, yeah. equipment, and everything. That's how yeah. the feds do everything. Yeah, it's not – I don't know if it's quite a like a RICO kind of thing, but it looks like they're trying to somehow build it up to that level. 
where they can some you know try to claw back you know i saw something like 68000 and then you know uh something like maybe another 3 4000 or something in there that they're trying to claw back um, yeah yeah and appalachian gunrunner says i wonder if their case is based on portraying matt as a partner like you said because he was uh you That's know, exactly what they're doing. They're saying that he had a vested interest in the uh, distribution of these machine guns. Right. And and also there's a thing in there where they're saying they were talking about how um, he was paid. I don't know, like, how the sponsorship was paid. Well, why is that even relative? It's not, but that's mm -hmm. the only way they're going to – the feds will try to link him to it is, mm -hmm. look, he got paid. You know, he was given equipment. Mm -hmm. uh there was a handbag purchased, stuff like mm -hmm. that. How far do you think this, I mean, do you think, do you see him spending a lot? Well, you said he was released, right? Do you get out today? Okay. It's going to be a very, very expensive case for him. Okay. And so far as you know, the, the GoFundMe and everything's still good. I was, I'm a little concerned about that whole situation, right? Like the political correctness or social, like, you know, these platforms, if, if let's say someone was caught burning down cities or something, it would be okay for people to do GoFundMe's for that, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, and the Democrats would be would they be Democrating as like they usually do? Yeah, but so what I'm worried about is that they'll go after him, especially since this is something even mentioned uh, in this indictment. It, like they'll go after the GoFundMe. So I hope there's like a, an alternate alternative way to get him lawyers because definitely the government is using our money. You know, to to try to come down on these guys, and one of them's already been locked up for a, a, over a year, as you said. Yeah, I, I, there's going to be more information coming out soon about all that stuff behind the scenes uh, mm -hmm. that I'm not at liberty to say. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, this is, you know, uh, it's scary to think that we're living in a world. How? How? Here, here's my here's my thing about this. How can you say that this card, like the, the possession of a card, right? A piece of metal, like a flat piece of metal, it's not made into any specific things. I get it. You know, it may have something etched into it or drawn on it. How can they actually, uh, you know, give people um, time, serious kind of time and do all these things for that over something that's clearly not a machine gun? There's no way in hell you can make that card in, in a court, shoot a bunch of people no so the way they're coming at it and i haven't read their reports on the atf side but being familiar with investigations my guess is that because those cards were etched they're going to say that it was a blueprint for the average person just to continue you know cutting them out and then wouldn't take much to go from there to make a lightning link which the atf has gone after before mm -hmm. so that's the way they're going to Right. And so that becomes a machine gun. And this is the weird thing. Uh, do you think at any point here the Supreme Court is going to take up something like this and clarify whether something like this could be a machine gun? I don't. Uh, yeah. Because first off, the definitions go through Congress. So mm -hmm. Congress would have to take up something. Okay. Because there's no, I mean, has anyone ever like like been seriously convicted and is out there spending time? Based on just have let's let's take it away even from this card thing that's etched. Has anyone actually done the time for just having the parts, but not a mach not a not a, a gun that it goes into or something that makes it a machine gun? 
How does that how does that even work? I'm I'm willing to say yes. Just because okay. a lot of times they put people in such a predicament Mm-hmm. It's easier to plea bargain than it is to fight it out and spend half a million dollars. So I'm willing yeah. to bet there are people. Right. Yeah. This is uh, uh, Cruzman says if they charge a guy for an etching on a piece of metal, I'm in trouble. I have model kits uh, with <laughs> machine guns and bazookas. <laughs> yes. I mean, I get a full auto with a suppressor here. I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like how far the and technically, I mean that's plastic too. Bump stocks are mostly plastic. I know there's some metal ones out there. Look, I'm in Massachusetts. Well, oh, uh oh, slidey oh. stocks. Oh, what year is that, man? You know, <laughs> is that grandfathered in? Uh, I don't know. What year did goat guns start? <laughs> I don't know. This this is a weird thing. And at some point here, we have to settle this out, right? Yeah, uh, and it's gonna take. An administration that's willing to reel back the ATF and DOJ. Mm-hmm. I don't see it happening under this guy we have now. Mm-hmm. That's why I think it's very important to vet candidates mm-hmm. and hold them responsible and to make sure they stay or keep their integrity. Yeah. We definitely have to uh, settle all this out. Night Train said there's almost 72K in the GoFundMe. If there's a way to, to get that money out, I don't know how the GoFundMe's work. I haven't um, had to do one for myself. I've only ever uh, uh, put money into it. Um, I really hope that that goes to them because I know this is going to be an expensive thing to fight. Yeah, I yeah. think... So GoFundMe will probably pull it down, but I, this stuff happening, that'll probably take care of that. Mm-hmm. And I've run a GoFundMe once when my dad died. Mm-hmm. They take a chunk, a big chunk. Mm-hmm. So I'd rather see people donate right to the family if possible. Yeah, yeah. And if there's some ways, if some better way comes up, um, and and I'm made made aware of it, I'll be happy uh, to put to put that out there for people to do. And this is probably a thing that's going to go on for a long time. Yeah, um, nothing's fast with the feds. No, absolutely not. And then the other one, so the other big news thing that's coming out this week, uh, I feel we should touch on it here as well, is the wide open, the uh, WOT, is it, I guess WOT trigger, um, and which came out of the FRT? Is that the name of the... Uh... FRT is rare breeds. Rare breeds, And yeah. wide open trigger is big daddies. Okay. So what's going on with that, it, you know, for the folks out there who haven't heard about it? <laughs> So there's two cases going on. Uh, ATF has done cease and desist letters saying that the force reset trigger is a machine gun. And Rare Breed is fighting. They're suing the ATF. Mm -hmm. Uh, Big Daddy Unlimited came out with the wide open trigger. And Rare Breed is suing Big Daddy for patent infringement. There was a temporary injunction, a preliminary injunction. So Big Daddy or Wide Open Triggers cannot sell or manufacture until that hearing or that that lawsuit is done. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, the ATF has gotten marching orders to go get these triggers now. Mm-hmm. And according to, uh, I think his name's Lawrence, the CEO of Rare Breed, uh, an FFL in, I think, Indiana was visited and they took their stock. Okay. So it's it's happening. Yeah, so they're taking it from... Do we know of them actually tracking any people down? And uh, so, from what I know, neither company has given up. They both say they're not going to give up their customer list. Mm -hmm. 
and the current marching orders from the ATF, according to the document leaked by GOA, uh, they're going after manufacturers, distributors, and retailers right now. And usually when they do that, they're looking for unsold stock and paperwork associated with sales. Yeah, so, so they can so they can follow those leads out from there. Right. Yeah, and um, so that's that's the thing. What's your what's your take on all of this? Um, it's kind of a complicated situation, like you said. There's a bunch of different moving parts going on well, here you, with that story. If you look at the trigger and how it operates, it's not full auto. It forces a reset. You, if you've ever used one, I've used one at their range day at Big Daddy's. Uh, if you hold the the wrong way it only fires one shot mm-hmm. so it's a regular trigger there's just new technology people thinking outside the box creating cool things because mm-hmm. technology changes and rights as don't. they should <laughs> but yeah right and the atf mm-hmm. just can't handle it man yeah and the definition of this here like the definition of a machine gun um is you pull and hold that trigger and it keeps firing until it's right. empty right you know as opposed to any of these triggers that are out there there's there's been binary stuff out there for a while. Um, you know, Franklin Army, the sponsors of the podcast here, they make a binary trigger, and there's and there's quite a few other people who do that. Those triggers, and even this force reset trigger, which looks like, you know, it's, it's amazing. From the time that came out, <laughs> right? Everyone's looking at it like, whoa. So, but, but at the end of the day, if that's not you pulling and holding that trigger, that's not a machine gun. That's what... Correct. The definition of a machine gun is and even the problem with like these guys going after bump stocks and all that kind of stuff because that's the same thing you're not just pulling that trigger and holding it and i could never actually even get the bump stocks to work properly so yeah unfortunately the bump stocks were driven by a president mm-hmm. who once he came out and said we're going to get rid of it they carried through they, they had license and then a, an event that they said that it was used although we were really not sure what happened there right yeah, right. I've mm-hmm. shot a bump stock once. It's it's a range tool. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we just you just broke up there for a second. That's probably me. You're you're good. You look like you're good. Yeah, you know what? Right. I have I have footage somewhere. I would have to go find it because I've never really done a video on it, but every time I went to Media Day for Shot Show, it would come up like there would be someone that made the bump stock and they're like, Oh, try to do this. And I could never get that thing to work. Yeah. You have to pull and push at the right. It was a pain. Yeah. It's a weird dance that I'm like, what, what is the point of this? (laughs) You know? So I think all of this stuff at some point we need to settle it out. I don't know when it's going to get settled out because how like where are people just deciding this is a machine gun and really how far can you take it? And you know, my my understanding with the with the bump stocks, if you just possess a bump stock, not on a rifle, it's a machine gun. Mm-hmm. Ten years, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, and this has been for years. This has been out there for years, and no one has handled this. I mean, I know I know there's people like I think Mac has a case that's ongoing, and uh, GOA and other people. There's there's a whole bunch of things going on with this, but it hasn't been settled out, and now. You know, here we're looking at at someone talking about a card, you know, a piece of metal that has an etching of something that if you complete that, you still have, you can't just complete it and it makes a machine gun. So it's not a machine gun as the card. You can't pop it out of there and make it a machine gun. It has to, you know, 
there's a whole bunch of steps further down the line that have to be done. And people are getting arrested over this. You know, dude, in a perfect world, in my perfect world, all the big agencies join together, all the big companies join together and sue the frig out of mm -hmm. the DOJ and ATF and end it, period. Mm -hmm. But until, you know, everybody gets along and gets singular focused, I don't know if it happens. Yeah, you're right. We need to just sue them into numbness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they just need to get sued until they go, we, we surrender. We give up. We'll just stop. Yeah, I agree. Well, with they're you. like a kid. I mean, you've had young ones. They don't mm -hmm. stop until they're corrected. Yeah, I agree with you on that. And this is what's happening here. And and then obviously from uh, from Biden, they've they've gotten license. Uh, the ATF has gotten license to do a lot of stuff. Um, and there's going to be more if if we keep going down this path. So, um, you know. 100%, man. They're still going to do the pistol brace and the frame and receiver. That's all still coming up. Yes. Yeah. So that's um, that has that's not died, huh? No, unfortunately. Yeah. It's interesting, though. You know, we've heard about all of that. That's the minute warning right there, Jared. Um, we've heard about all that stuff, but we haven't seen a lot on it yet. How come we haven't seen what we've kind of all expected on pistol braces? They took their sweet-ass time going through the comments. The frame receiver, there's movement on that now. They've sent letters to FFLs or, or uh, companies that sell them, uh, P80s and stuff, to see how it will affect their business. They're looking for a cost analysis right now. So we're probably a couple of months away from a, a final rule. Mm, okay. Yeah. So look out for more, more, and more, and more bad news. Um, more tyranny. Yes, more tyranny on the way <laughs> to red-blooded Americans all over the country, um, unless people really decide, like, hey, we've had enough of this, and it, and it has to stop. And these guys see that, 100%. and then and someone takes real action against them. Okay, we're going to another quick break here. We'll be right back here in uh, about uh, 20 seconds. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Moved My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Barnul Ammo. Barnul has a wide range of reliable, quality steel case ammo for small game, large game, target shooting, and self-defense. They've got the classics like 7.62 and 5.45, as well as 9mm all the way up to 308. Subsonic as well. So when you're in the market, please consider Barnul Ammo. Okay, we are back. Oh, why do I have all these different windows? Let me take all these windows off. <laughs> all right, so we're back here. Um, I see that... Uh, what were you grabbing over there? I saw you grabbing something. What was that? So this is... I'm on... Today's my Gucci Sig kick. Yeah. So I have a Max Michelle 320. Holy. Nice. These things are sexy. Yeah. Let's see if I can get it to focus. There we go. There you go. So no front sight. Those are some Comes deep the, serrations, man. Damn. Yeah, this is this is bad. <laughs> this is their competition-ready gun, uh, right out of the box, designed by Max Michelle. Wow, nice. And what what color is that? Is that gr like a gray green? It's well, it's probably the light, but the the frame is gray. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the slide's black. Yeah. Sweet. What's that? What optic do you have on there? That comes with the. Uh, Romeo 3 Max. Okay. Oh, there you go. Yep. Oh, hold on. Did uh, did did Jared freeze up here? I don't know. 
if he froze up. But let's give it let's give it a couple seconds here, see if we get him back. Uh as someone has said already, I probably need to put some quarters up here. Are you back? There you go. I'm back. <laughs> he froze right there. On the, uh, that was the ATF trying to get the numbers. <laughs> yeah, like oh, let's yeah, let's stop it right there. <laughs> no. Yeah. And Sweet. then uh, okay. <laughs> playing with the noisy cricket today too. Ooh. This is the three sixty five XL Spectre. Uh, so I can get the light right for you. Oh, that's cool. I like the trigger. Um and then what's going on in the front there? That's a weird cut in that. And once again, it went automatically to freezing. I don't know. Every time, every time Jared puts puts a gun up there, it automatically just goes uh, to freezing. I don't know what the deal is with that one. Um, let's see. We'll, we'll probably yeah. We yeah. You're back. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I know. We, I know that's not Jared because Jared, uh, unless the snow is coming down and messing up your signal. Um, Oh, we cho we totally lost him altogether. So hold on a second here. We're gonna have to get him to dial back. Uh, bear with us as we get him to dial back in. I don't have. Oh, here we go. I don't have any. I'll check on my internet, but uh, yeah, my apologies. Did it again? Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my internet here, man. Um, I'm. You know, I blame me. I blame. Let's just blame me for this. Do you have a big black van with dark windows near you? Yeah, <laughs> um, they, you know, I'm using I'm using uh, cellular, so that's that's one of the reasons why why on my end it's always terrible. You know, let me uh, let's see if this. Uh, I'm gonna take off some things here, so none of my devices are trying to use anything. So there you go. Okay, so those are two sigs. What's that cut? That's what I was asking you. What's that cut that's in the front in the front of that slide? On the Spectre. Um, is it's, it the noisy, uh, is it the, was it the cricket? Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting, um, position for that cut. How is that working? Is the barrel? Uh, no, it's not ported. Yeah. It's just uh, to lighten up the slide a little. Oh, okay. So that's just taking a little bit of weight. Um, yeah. 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 Um, that's pretty aggressive on the uh, serrations too. Yeah. So who is this? So this guy who's making these, you said is Max Michelle. Who is this dude? Is so Max a... Michelle is a he's a competitive shooter. He's the head of the Sig shooting team. Um, he's one of the nastiest shooters I've ever seen. Uh, mm -hmm. He designed he designed this one. This is his personal one he designed for uh, okay. Sig, and I think I might be the first person in New England who got one. I have a friend at Sig who hooked me up. Uh, Sweet. And this Sweet. one is just a special edition that came from uh, Sig Custom Works. Mm -hmm. All right, very nice. You're a big fan of Sig. Lately, uh, I I was a, I got one sitting here. I always have. People think I'm crazy, but I I got my Glock 45 here. I've always been a Glock guy, but Sig mm -hmm. makes some nice stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what the thing is about? Like I've always been a Glock guy too. I have a lot of Glocks, but I don't know. So at some point, there you almost kind of get bored, and you almost feel like they're not pushing at all. You know, and and then you start looking for alternatives out there. <laughs> and if that makes sense, I need to spend money. <laughs> right, exactly. Yes, it, you need to fulfill your desire. I'm not. I wouldn't knock Glocks at all. I think they're they're really good, but I think that they've let 
a lot of folks catch up to them in terms of what they're doing. And, and what I see out there now, there's a lot of uh, good alternatives, I think, to Glocks out there. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot of uh, what we used to call Gucci Glocks that are mm-hmm. outperforming the Glock out of the box. Like, say if I have a couple of Zev technologies, those things are awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so, um, uh, yeah, Lola wants to know what was exciting at SHOT Show. And uh, you, were you, you were at SHOT Show, right? Yes. Okay. So we'll get into that here in a second. I got to show off. Check this out. This is my MP5. It's a clone. It's a clone. Um, It's actually called HNK. I don't know if I could even show this. Can you guys see right there? See, it says HNK. So it's not an H. It's not not an actual H. But actually, it was an HK. So these came from, um, I won't say which, but these came from a uh, SWAT team from... SWAT team somewhere here in Florida, and they were machine guns. <laughs> and then they, they left one on the ranch, did they? <laughs> <laughs> no, they got they got cut. The receivers and everything got cut. And then we bought the kit and had it all put back together. BWE Firearms actually put this back together for me and did a whole bunch of like really cool. Let's see, I don't know which. One. Yeah, maybe this is a good way. Maybe this is a good way to see. He did a bunch of cool stuff on there for me, like uh, built in. Uh, red dots and stuff like that on here um yeah so this is really 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 nice i've got magpole furniture on it and all that so uh, i always wanted like right now i'm actually rocking uh let's see i'm watch i'm rocking an hk shirt right here i don't know if you guys could see that from the gun nerds thing that we did and uh yeah i've always i've always wanted to have an mp5 happy to have this one um is it a, a real one? Giggle switch work? No. No. <laughs> no. One of these days. That's the next level. Yeah. That's the next level. That's the, the first thing I'm buying when I come to Florida, dude, is a, oh. <laughs> is a real MP5. Okay. All right. So you're going to you're going to actually start your you're going to have a gun, um like a gun manufacturer or something like that called Guns and Gadgets. That'll be awesome. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to get some businesses going. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. So what was exciting? What was exciting? And uh, man, you are going to be so dangerous retired. I don't know. <laughs> that thought, I just realized that. I was like, oh, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what was cool? What, what, how did SHOT Show go for you? It was different. I mean, you've been to them. Uh, it was mm-hmm. like Friday every day of the week, mm-hmm. like a typical Friday of a typical yeah, shot. Kind of slow, uh, especially yeah. The, yeah, especially the last one we had, like in uh, two years ago. Like mm-hmm. that one was was crazy. Crazy, yeah, nuts. Yeah. So I brought my friend this year, and I was like, "All right, shot show's happening," and I brought him downstairs, uh, well, level two, mm-hmm. so I could see the doors opening. I told him it's going to be like a like a Black Friday sale at Walmart. You're going to have people <laughs> fighting to get through the door, mm-hmm. and it wasn't, dude. They opened it, and it was just people trickling in. I was like, "Where the hell is everybody?" Mm-hmm. But for our side, going to work, it was good because you could have quality meetings with people. You could have extended FaceTime. Mm-hmm. Uh, you didn't have to yell. Uh, you didn't have to fight through the crowd to get to the next meeting. Mm-hmm. I definitely did not run into any pull behind cards. No bruised uh, shins this oh, year. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one missed it was, us. It was. It was cool. It was different, uh, mm-hmm. and I like it. It was more, more personable and more intimate. And I hope. If NSSF ever sees this, I hope that they keep the environment that was created this year. That would be really nice. Uh, yeah. Product-wise, the 8.6 Blackout that Q developed with Faxton, mm-hmm. 
If you're eight, a hunter, biggie out? hunter, that thing's okay. badass. Yeah. Okay. That's a bolt action. Franklin, I never even heard of that one. I gotta look that up. It's uh so they had it running on a one and three twist faction barrel mm-hmm. with a suppressor on it, and uh there's like no recoil, dude. It's like shooting a twenty two. A Is little more than twenty two. Eight six what blackout? Eight eight point six blackout, yeah. Eight point six okay. BLK. Okay. Huh. And then uh Franklin Armory, they came out with the uh the binary for the Glock. That was fun. Yeah. That was, was really different. cool. Yeah. Let me see. I'm gonna try to pull this up here. See if we can show yeah. this off to you guys. Um is this it? Is this what we're looking at? No. No. No, I don't think this no, this is not it. Hold on. I'm gonna have to go back and see if I could um I thought I saw it. It could be on here. Faxon's website. Yeah. Um Silencer Shop has a thing. Let's see. Um Oh the oh you know what the firearms blog has it let me pull that up, that'll be good. Yeah, he was out oh. there playing with it. Yeah, here you go. Hugh's stuff always cool looks really round. good. Yeah, that was yeah. a serious little round. Look at that thing. Yeah. So now they have mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was over a million RPMs coming out of the barrel. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's a it's a big uh it's a big bullet to stabilize, so they had to ramp that thing up. They had to spin it like a like a Tom Brady spiral. Yeah. So that's a three oh so this is a three oh eight in the middle, and then on the outside of that are the the uh the eight six blackout. So what's supposed to be the benefit of this? It's uh like easy to suppress, good for hunting, or what's the yeah, that's exactly what it is. Um, if you follow Kevin on, if you follow Q on the uh, on the gram, he did mm-hmm. a lot of big game hunting over the summer, mm-hmm. and that was the round he was using. Uh, and mm. I might get the number wrong, but they had uh, lethality out to like 495 yards, mm-hmm. and they're tweaking some things, and they expect to be able to hit 600 yards with uh, to have the lethality still. Oh, okay, cool. Um. CSR Mike says, I've learned to wait on new calibers. No factory support and huge performance disappointments has left me cautious. Always. That's from... Uh, so, uh, and then the other one you said was... You were, you were at Media Day, right? So you were out in the desert yeah. shooting stuff? Okay. Did you get a yeah, chance to the, shoot uh, that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I shot that rifle. And the Franklin Armory uh, mm-hmm. binary on the Glock was like... I, I was called the poor guy's Glock 18 because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> for those who don't know, the Glock 18 is the full auto, uh, and it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. little, little toy that they had out there was really nice. How did that? Do you have any video with you shooting that up that I can find somewhere? Is it on Instagram? I don't. Um, at the okay. time, I was the only person there, so there was mm-hmm. I didn't want to ask somebody to hold the camera. But there's there is mm-hmm. footage if you just look on Shot Show's thing. There was a bunch of people shooting it. Yeah. No, I've um, seen the I've seen the footage. The wit. So the wit. I actually I know the guys from uh, Franklin Armory pretty well, and I was aware of that thing. I was just under NDA, and it was a thing. I was like, oh my god, man, I'm not going to Shot Show. <laughs> I'm gonna miss out on this. How was it taken? Was it like were people truly surprised by it? Because I couldn't say anything until I saw stuff come out. I couldn't say anything about it. Yeah, people were people were giddy about it. Um, mm-hmm. But the instructor in me was like, if somebody has experience, yeah. Mm-hmm. But first, second, third time shooting, maybe you know, maybe never. If you shot a binary trigger before, mm-hmm. so that's it's a different. Uh, it's a different order of operations, you know. Yeah. You have to make sure you keep that gun safe direction all the time. 
Yeah, you uh, need to know was, what it's going to do. Yeah, especially yeah. because you're because it's working when you pull the trigger and when you release the trigger. And I think they said it's cancelable, right? They, so yeah, this has a switch. Yeah, this has a switch on the outside of it. Let me see if I can. Um, I know, I'm sure there's videos of that as well. Let me see binary Glock. I'll I'll pull up something. So did I you? I think have James it? might have it on TFB. TFB. Okay. Um, did you have any interruptions with it? Any? Did it? How did it work? Fine for me. Um, I didn't. I didn't see many people have any hiccups at all. Actually, mm-hmm. for the whole day and everything, it was. It mm-hmm. wasn't like two years ago where some manufacturers had to take their own guns apart to make them work. <laughs> yeah. Let's see who we can get up here. Yeah. Okay. You know what? You're right. Uh, TFB has a video. Let's see if we can. Let's see if we can pull their video up here. Um, Okay, it's a whole intro here going by. Uh, let me let this intro. T- of course, TFB has a fancy intro, um, oh, yeah, and we're not. Time. Yeah, we're not going to show the whole thing either, but we'll show a little bit of it. So there's Brandon uh, showing this off. Let's skip through here. Yeah, I was trying to get. Um, I was trying. So I was at the Tampa RV show. And I'm trying to get, I'm like, Brandon, send me footage. <laughs> He's like, dude, it's yeah, crazy it over here. Let's see if we get a chance to see them right here shooting it. And get this. Uh... Hey, range day, dude, there was probably, it was the attendance was probably down 40% than what it was two years ago. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So here we go. There it is. Yeah. So was it only on this, was it only on this frame that this, sh- yeah. Oh. Yes, yeah. I think oh, they did that for safety reasons. Yeah, look at that. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, so, yeah. Do you think that was the most exciting thing from Sh- SHOT Show or, like, the thing that broke the internet or something else? Was there some other thing that happened out there that was... Um, I've become a big Canic fan the last two years, mm-hmm. and Canic has the new Rival series out. That okay. is a nice gun. I think the market price with the MSRP was going to be 680 Mm-hmm. And another race gun right out of the box um, has a integral comp. Comes mm-hmm. with Canic's uh, new red dots called the, the Mechanic, like mechanic. Okay. Uh, flared Magwell. They have two versions. One's uh, called uh, the the dark side, I believe. It's all black, and they have another one that's a Canic. gray Cerakote with gold accents. Okay. Pretty oh, cool S- gun. SFX Rival. Oh. I yeah. think Walter, I'm not sure which one he got. Let me see if I could throw this up for people to see. I know Walter ordered some kind of canic, I heard, and it might be this. Is it this thing? Yeah, that, that's it, man. That's a bad Ooh. little gun. Oh, that looks good. Let's see if we can get a um, better look here at this. Okay. I like the black and, if and you're gold familiar with canic, mm-hmm. If you're familiar with canic, they have one of the, probably the best trigger out of the box for a quote-unquote affordable gun. Mm-hmm. And they outdid themselves again with this one. This one's even better. Breaks at ninety, crisp. Mm-hmm. What is the nice, deal with nice this gun. stuff trying to come over? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the mobile the mobile site is not working right. I can just tell you that right now. Uh, so for anyone who wants to see it bigger than this, sorry, <laughs> this is about as big see, as can, you're gonna get. On I can this. text you a picture of it. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every time I try to go, yep. Every time I try to go to the mo, let's see if we, it works now. We got someone shooting it. Uh, Team Canic right there. Let's see what this is. Come on, play that video. Uh, and how much is that? 
Oh, this is a whole video. I think MSRP was like 680 and it comes with three mags, a red mm -hmm. dot, a holster. Uh, mm -hmm. And so you'll probably see it on this, probably hit the FFLs, probably like 645, 650, okay. I think. Not bad. Yeah. No, not bad at all for what you get, and it's not bad at all. Yeah. That's going to change the competition world because usually these competition guns are over, from what I see, like 12, 1500 bucks. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I, I've ordered one. I can't wait till it to come in because mm -hmm. I paid a lot for this thing, the mm -hmm. Max Michelle, and I, yeah. I want to run them against each other. Yeah, and see which one is best. Yeah, because yeah. the Max Michelle's twice as much. Right. <laughs> um, that'll be interesting. <laughs> that'll be interesting. And how yeah. mad are you going to get if the Canik is working better? <laughs> man it's nothing but love i'm just glad that people are you know making cool stuff absolutely competition's an awesome thing i see bwe firearms out there by the way shout out to bwe firearms um you know comp competition is an awesome amazing thing man i love to see it it's like uh so for, from our press what was the what was it the psa put out they put out was it a micro dagger psa yes, put out a couple that's of things. cool yeah. They put out a micro dagger and a a, a, a killer for the five seven. Oh yeah, uh, that five seven looks good. Yeah, and it's cheap. It's half as much as my FN. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um yeah. and it's I think that's hitting them the streets in February, so that's that's ready yeah. to go soon. PSA is dangerous, man. PSA and is they got, yeah. They had like six AKs that they were showing too that are coming out. Yeah, there's some uh five four five AKs coming out from them. I think they've got the two two three. Is that what the one oh five is? Um, I think that's their two two three AK that they've got out there. Uh, oh, we Jared's frozen again, looking very stoic. This it like Jared is always freezing on the stoic images. I don't know what's up with that. Um, let's see. He should usually he's even back by now. So I'm not, are you guys still seeing us out there? Let me know if you're still seeing me. I'm not sure that this, I don't even have anything. Uh, I don't even have anything running in here. So I don't know. Yeah, we lost him all together. So we'll get him back here in a second. Oh man. Let me know if I'm still feeding out there to the folks or not. Here we go. So, yeah, you know what? For some reason, hey, this was this was all good yesterday. Had multiple people on here. I don't know, man. Yeah, Brian Quick says, I see you. It paused for a second. So I don't know. I'm closing all windows. All windows are closed. I don't know where that's even coming from. I don't know. Maybe it's from running the video. Yeah, maybe because I ran the video. Oh, you know what? Let me make sure that my... Uh, Oh, I think I do know exactly why that happened. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. I am not on the proper um I'm not on the proper device. That's one of the reasons why. Uh okay. For some reason I'm not on the right device. That's why that's happening. Uh oh. Okay, Lola, if you're out there, you're gonna have to uh come back out to the van, woman. Uh <laughs> here comes the boss. Yeah. No, because it's tough for me to get up from here. But I just realized that I'm not on the right device. That's one of the things that's happening. So my somehow my thing that I do, we are actually feeding off of Starlink right now. <laughs> Damn. 
Thank you, Elon. <laughs> Let's see. The, yeah, the, I'm not sure how good this is going to be or not, but for some reason, I'm actually, this thing has kicked me over to Starlink, and that's the only reason why we're still going. Because apparently, I can't even get on the iPad that I was getting on before. So, yeah. Um, Starlink saving us here for a second, but I don't know how. <laughs> Armament and Axis says I'm a dork. Yes. Okay. Can't, ar can't argue about that one right now. Yeah, I don't even see... I don't see the iPad thing. I don't know how to do it. Oh, here's Lola. Jump on my phone. Um... I'm afraid of jump. If I jump on your phone, I got. I, I don't even see your phone either, Lola. Uh, I have a personal hotspot on. Oh, okay. I don't see it though. It's not showing me any of those things. I'm seeing my phone somewhere. <laughs> the uh, I'm seeing the. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry about our craziness that's going on, Jared. Uh, this is this is. Uh, no worries, brother. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Okay, now I see stuff coming up. So I'm going to jump on Lola's phone here. If I lose you, just dial right back in. Let's see if we can do this real quick, if it works or not. Oh, fingers crossed. Okay, I'm still here, but we probably... Oh, we lost We lost Jared. Hopefully, I'm still out there feeding out to folks out there. I don't know. This is, this is what happens when you live in the country. Um, yeah, I don't want to have to restart the whole thing. That's the reason. Um, yeah, okay. I think that I'm still feeding out to people. If you guys are still hearing us, let us know. Jared may have to call back in here, but I did just switch over to Lola's phone, and I'm actually on it. Let me come off here. Um, look for you on Utreon. Yeah. See, we're still rolling. And uh, here we go. We got Jared dialing back in. And and if anyone can hear us, let us know. I, I have successfully switched over. Okay, yeah. I'm yes, just... You're there. Okay, so we're still here. We're still feeding through. Okay, yeah, let's just go to more Gorn for the people. Let's just do that. I think I'm on Lola's phone now, so... Okay, there's going to be a... What else you got? What else you got, Jared? Well, before I came on, um, I was running the Mantis Blackbeard. You seen this thing yet? No. What is So that? Mantis came out with uh, a, you know, a laser practice um, you know, targeting system where the magazine is actually the battery. Mm -hmm. So when you th insert it, it just will reset oh. your, your trigger. Oh, this is out and of prototype. Can... Yeah. Yeah. Because the is, last time I had, cool. yeah, I had those guys on it sometime, and this was in prototype stage, I think. That's cool. And all you got to do is you just pull out your BCG and your charging handle. Oh, sweet. You throw that battery in, and you're good oh, to go. Okay, and this, and this works with the software and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, you can, you know, they have an app. You don't necessarily have to download it, but they have some mm -hmm. really cool um, programs. And mm -hmm. uh, like, I have an FBI Q target that's about 15 yards from here, and it's small, so it simulates like 50 yards. Mm -hmm. So that's what I usually plank with, hoping that uh, no, no, nobody comes around the corner and gets hit with a laser. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, some folks out there might have to refresh their thing, but I'm pretty sure that we're still feeding out to people. And so since I switched over here, it's looking good. Um, all right, cool. By the way, one, one of the things I do want to talk to you about. So when I saw you in Iowa, uh, I know Lola's always been on coffee and then between you and Lola, I, I was convinced to go over to coffee blackout. The blackout coffee stuff is really good, man. Especially right now while we're talking, I'm drinking the chocolate. I've never, this is the most amazing chocolate. Like it's mixed <laughs> with, with coffee, 
but it's that it's like the real deal thank you man we try you know we try yeah. and uh i'm glad to have, that you guys like it i really am yeah absolutely man um it's a it's a lifesaver when everything gets crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's i think i have blackout coffee in my veins i right. <laughs> i pump that stuff <laughs> oh man it's uh you know it's really good stuff so i i appreciate you doing that how's everything going with that good man we're growing uh you know we just uh got into uh, working relationships with uh firearms policy coalition and gun owners of america so we mm-hmm. have roasts for them with uh you know with their uh, logos on, on it and oh sweet when people when people purchase their bags of coffee or their k-cups uh we donate two dollars from every single item which is more than our profit on it and we donate that right back to those groups so that we can assist them in uh in fighting for our rights absolutely there you go that that's really cool csr mike says uh 8.6 blackout coffee you guys <laughs> eight six i'll take it i'll take it eight six what would that be man <laughs> what would that blend look like i don't know i don't know i i i wonder if i'd have to get uh kevin's okay with that one though because that's his round now Oh, uh oh. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I would say you want to probably run it by him. <laughs> yeah. I'll text yeah. him. Hey, bud. <laughs> he has been known to get a little touchy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If anyone knows him. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a it's a really cool thing. I'm glad. And I don't know if folks realize it, but there's like teas, chocolates, coffees, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, we got what's uh, full full lineup um we have flavored hot chocolate flavored coffees we do whole bean ground uh, mm-hmm. k-cups we do the whole process ourselves uh we mm-hmm. control the beans we order them from around the country and we get mm-hmm. grade a instead of cheap stuff that like you know dunkin donuts <clears throat> might get mm-hmm. um and we control the whole process from the beans when they're green through roasting to you know grinding to bagging to shipping we do the whole thing yeah i'd love to get into that it sounds like a really you know interesting thing of how that all happens. I'm sure stuff's come is stuff coming from around the world as well, right? Yeah, we source from everywhere. Um, you know, Brazil, mm-hmm. Honduras, mm-hmm. um, any anywhere that uh, has a has a crop that, you know, cuz yeah. it's it's a crop, so it doesn't it's not in in season all the time in all the places, so mm-hmm. uh, we will source from different spots at different times of the year. Yeah. I wonder if what's coming from Ghana, that's where Lola's from. You know, at some point, once we once we get, you know, we get some stuff going here, we got to figure out the Lola blend, you know, using some We're game, Gane- brother, some Ghanaian coffee beans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how she's going to feel about it, but, uh, you know, we'll see if she can tell. Right. Exactly. Right. How do, yeah. how do you you know, how do you tell the difference? I think Ghana is pretty big on growing coffee and I think chocolate as well, if I'm not mistaken. And gold. And gold, gold oh, yeah. I know. yeah, yeah, man, lots of gold coming out of there. Even where I was born in Guyana, it, there's a lot of gold coming out of there. Um, but I don't know, yeah, that's one of those places in the world that China's taken over, man. Yeah, forcefully. Yeah, yeah, China's uh, is in there, like uh, giving up uh, lots of money and buying people out. Cruise man wants to know how did you get into blackout coffee, which is I think a great question. Yeah, interesting story. So it's about three years ago now. Um, John Santos and his wife, they're the, the owners of Blackout, the original starters. Uh, they're from Massachusetts. They moved down to Florida uh, to uh, Punta Gorda and started Blackout Coffee. And he was a, a viewer of the channel. Uh, so he reached out to me and asked if I'd be interested in doing an affiliate thing to 
obviously shed light on the product and i'm really picky on who i work with so i was like dude send me stuff because i'm you know i'm really really picky and yeah try it out mm -hmm. if, yeah if it doesn't suck we'll talk and uh i'll be honest with you it, i never really liked coffee because i don't really like the bitterness mm -hmm. and the stuff that he sent there was no bitterness it was smooth uh and i was like okay let's let's do something together so i started as an affiliate and uh, we just grew to the point where he offered me, uh, you know, ownership stake, and I jumped on it. And uh, trying to grow it as as much as we can. I mean, it's it's a, a small business run by Americans, you know, here in America. It's in Florida, mm -hmm. and uh, we're doing that. everything we can to support the Second Amendment and support our troops. And we send mm -hmm. money overseas. We send coffee to the troops overseas, and sending money to GOA and FPC. Uh, we were mm -hmm. doing it anyway, but now we're doing it with their own roasts. So uh, we're just trying to give back to the community. Absolutely. Listen, I think it's a good thing. I know there's other people out there uh, doing things in in the coffee world and stuff like that, but uh, it's good to see you doing it. I, you know, um, I think that you being connected to it helps, right? People know like where you're coming from and how you look at things and all that. And I think that th that combination is a great combination. I'm glad you did it, you know, and I know when we were together and Lola was talking about it and all that and and actually, she's been working on getting me over to coffee for a long time. <laughs> and and here's the weird thing. Like, here, here's how I could tell it's like a for real thing. Typically, I drink coffee. It knocks me out and I go to sleep, which is, hmm. I don't know if there's a lot of people like that, but that actually happened to me with other stuff. But I've noticed that this kind of stuff is like a completely different strength level because then I start, then she's like, okay, now you're out of control. Uh, <laughs> in the past, that's how she got me to like, to actually chill out through through coffee. But I could tell that it's actually, I don't know, there must be some kind of weird uh, thing with people because I've always been like that. But this stuff is strong enough that I don't I don't feel that way when I drink it. Well, it's good, I guess, so. I'm yeah. Keep drinking I, it. <laughs> am I just, I don't know, am I just an alien? Am I just weird? Does any, can anyone else back me up on this? Did they drink coffee I've never and heard go to that, sleep? I've never heard of that, man, but hey, whatever works. <laughs> Yeah, it's a weird thing with me. Like, I don't react normally to medications, um, even drinking. So even though I'm a big guy, I'm a lightweight when it comes to drinking, mm. you know. And drink and alcohol and stuff like that also does the same thing. It makes me sleepy, you know. So, and, and Easy way to relax. You know, and so it, it's... That's how I... That's my way of telling, like, hey, this is actually you know, some strong stuff. And Lolo was looking at a bunch of different things, but like you said, you sent us some stuff and we went through it and she was like, okay, this is, you know, this is legit. We can get, a, we can get all in it. So, you know, I, I don't want to have you on and not talk about it. We've obviously been doing stuff with Blackout Coffee for a while. We're, we're going to do more stuff. So Cruise Man says, congrats on the success. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's, uh, it, it's nerve-wracking to go outside of your comfort zone, as, as we all know. We've all done mm -hmm. things that, you know, you get really, really scared because, you know, you're, mm -hmm. you're hedging a lot. But, uh, you know, mm -hmm. I, I believe in the stuff, and, you know, my business partner is a phenomenal guy. And mm -hmm. it's weird to have somebody actually listen to my input. It's it's interesting. Yeah. Well, you know, it's weird for what we do, right? This is a kind of funny thing that we do. And then we feel apprehensive about – because, you know, I, I don't I don't want to say it, like, in a in – a, um, I don't know. I don't want to say it in a way like maybe I think a lot of myself. We're kind of doing something that I think is noble. We're doing a good thing. We're we're fighting for something. But the flip side of that, people feel like, well, 
and I, you could tell me whether or not you've seen this in the gun world. People feel like you guys have to be monks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you can't have anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't want you to have anything. But we are human beings, and we do have bills, and we have th you know th stuff we have to pay for. We have lives that we have to figure. We have to somehow figure out how to balance doing this. Do you? Do you run into that same kind of stuff? Hundred percent, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and I think that it's good to find a good balance of that of something that you really enjoy you enjoy doing you can add those things to what you're doing and then somehow get you know so a little bit of a reward for all the hard work and everything that you're putting in by and people get stuff you know that it's not just them listening to you and getting the info they can actually go go out there and buy something that supports you and helps you do what you're doing and then give back and all that so if if people out there can handle that, I think it's a good thing. I know I run into that weird kind of thing in the gun world where it's almost like, I don't want you to have anything except guns. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I mean, people don't see it. Unless they're doing it, they don't mm -hmm. know everything that goes into it, right? They don't mm -hmm. realize that that camera cost me $4,800 and mm -hmm. you got to pay for it somehow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it, people just see like, hey, I push play on YouTube and it's a free product and i get yeah. that because we were there too you know when we mm -hmm. first started mm -hmm. but it's it's different like i just like you i take this very serious and i want this to be as professional as it can be for a one-man show and mm -hmm. it costs money to do it yeah and a lot a lot of resources a lot of resources going into that so where do you see i was i was looking it up man i think the last time you were on like this is episode what was this episode like 861 or something like that i think the last time you were on it was like in the 400s Wow, man. Yeah. Got to change that. <laughs> no, it's cool. I know you're bit, we, we see each other a lot more than that, you know? Um, but what, so what do you think, like, what does the future look like for guns and gadgets? I'm trying to get to some stuff that's behind the scenes, maybe things that you don't talk about that much, or people don't have a chance to ask you those things just because you're always busy, you know, bringing up the stuff that's going on, working. Everyone's focusing on that. What do you see when you look forward here a couple of years? Uh, to be honest with you, man, like this is this is something I never thought I'd be doing, but once I fell into it, this is this is a, a true passion for me. I love getting this information. I love tearing it apart. I'm really good at reading laws and bills and, and figuring out what the true truth is. And I think a good part of it for me is I have no filter. I don't care if I piss off a politician or 60. I really don't care because, you know, someone has to hold them accountable. And if I can help people realize that that's what we're supposed to be doing, that to me is enjoyable. I feel like I, I've accomplished something. And uh, I'll tell you what, this administration is not going to be any downtime for me in the next couple of years. But uh, mm -hmm. it's... Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine doing anything else, to be honest with you, you know, and, and coming from a long career, like uh, if I could have done this for the last 24 years, I, I would have chosen this because I think this is this has a potential to help not only the individual realize just how powerful they are, uh, but to get people to realize as a group, if we can pull together, we're unstoppable. Yeah, absolutely. You, so your career in law enforcement, you you how, how did you even get into that just to go back in the way back machine again? How did you get um, into law enforcement in the first place? Was it like family? Was it always something on the horizon? Or was it just a fluke that you got into that? It had a lot to do with how I grew up. Uh, I grew up in the projects. I saw a lot of things, a lot of stuff in my family that, you know, you, I, I wouldn't want my kids to, to grow up around. And um, 
you know, I, I saw a lot of stuff and I thought that, you know what, people shouldn't have to do this. Kids should never have to do this stuff and mm -hmm. uh, or, or see this stuff. And I kind of thought at a young age, like maybe I can be the person to stop that. So another kid doesn't have to grow up and see this stuff. And mm -hmm. it just at a very early age, man, I just knew I wanted to stop what I was seeing. And uh, that's kind of what got me into the into the uh, into the job. OK. And, you know, kind of ha over the years, how did it change for you versus like when you were just, you know, um, like a skinny little kid going into the police academy or something <laughs> like that to where it is now? Uh, you know, how did how did it change? How I don't think you did it the whole time in Massachusetts. Right. Did you did you no, leave I, I and go somewhere else? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I was in New Orleans for three years. Um <laughs> That's a weird story. I went down for a vacation, ended up working there for three years. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, when it's I like first... something out of a no like it's, so it's something from a novel every time you tell me. Yeah. Every time you tell me that, I remember like there's uh, these Monster Hunter novels or stories that I read or I listen to on audiobook. And every time you say that, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think about that. Right. Mm hmm. When I yeah. so I went into the job, obviously, like, you know, like like most young guys and gals, when they go into, you know, any type of noble service, you want to you want to try to save the world. Right. You want to mm -hmm. help truly help people and be somebody that that can make a difference in people's lives. And but when you when you see what's really going on, when you see how, you know, states operate, how cities operate and you can see a lot of crookedness and shadiness and how politicians don't necessarily have our uh, best interest at heart, it, it definitely changes you um mm -hmm. and being a gun guy at an early age and being somebody who uh, again was always outspoken uh i i took very early into my career to uh you know trying to get people to make make the right choice i used to call it the man in the mirror test mm -hmm. when i come home every day i want to look myself in the mirror and know that i did the righteous thing and i did everything i could to do everything the right way and you know, there's not a lot of people on there's a, there are a lot of people on the job that do it like that, that do it the right way. But not everybody, just mm -hmm. like any position, any position, any job, any profession. There's that small amount that ruins it for everybody else. And, you know, I working in New Orleans, I got to uh, deal with that small amount quite a bit. And, and we had a big turnover and, and uh, it was an it's, interesting time. But it's tough to stand yeah. up to the pressure, right? I'm not I'm not trying to excuse the people who you know, take those oaths and then, and then break them. I'm not, but it's tough. Like when, when you find yourself under pressure, not everyone can actually stand up for that. That's, that's when the mice get separated from the men kind of a thing. Yeah. hundred percent. But for me, it's not, it's not a difficult choice at all. It's just people have to, you know, excuse the term, grow a sack. You know, everybody wants to be a tough son of a bitch, but when it comes down to it, it just make the right decision and stand by it. And if, you know, you're with somebody who doesn't make the right decision. That's their fault. Let them fall, you know, on their own sword. And mm -hmm. for me, it was always easy. Uh, and then when I got older and, and, you know, got promoted to a sergeant, I, I could kind of groom the new guys coming in. Every time I, we had a new guy come on, a new gal come on, I would bring him in my office. And I always had the Declaration of Independence, the Bill of Rights and the Constitution on my wall. And I would make them read stuff in it mm -hmm. and tell me what Article 1 means to you. And, you know, uh, what does the Second Amendment mean to you? And what, why are you really on this job? And I throw scenarios at them, you know, are you going to be a gun grabber? Are you going to serve red flags and stuff like that? And uh, mm -hmm. I'll tell you, I'm glad I, I'm glad I'm out of the game now. It's a different world. Um, if I was a new guy coming on right now, I don't think I could be able to last because it's a lot more uh, politics even than it used to be, yeah. I think, in the past, which it was always a heavy political thing. But now it's just gotten really crazy I, I, from from my friends who are in law enforcement. I see them just like between these two walls that are constantly trying to crush them, you know? 
Yeah, it's a tough spot now, you know, because, like you said, politics, they ru- it ruins everything, not just, you know, public service. It ruins everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a different world now. Yeah. So how did how did that all transition into doing the YouTube thing? Like, where where was the point where you're like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, uh, get a camera or something like that and start making YouTube videos? So way back in the early YouTube days, when everybody was watching cat videos, uh, mm-hmm. when I had my shoulder surgery, I was home, obviously recouping, and uh, there were you'll remember that everybody was doing holster reviews. This is like eight years ago now. Yeah, 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 everybody it seems was like doing so long ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, That's true. <laughs> and I, I've been an instructor for twenty plus years, and I was like, mm-hmm. you know what, I can do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went down. And my, I think the video is still up on my channel. Mm-hmm. We went into my basement, and my son mm-hmm. held up like an iPhone 4S, mm-hmm. and the rest is history. iPhone 4, uh, yeah. Have, yeah, that's kind of where, yeah, I started anyway. on an iPhone 2. <laughs> and then when I got hurt with my back, mm-hmm. uh, I made a conscious decision because I, I really couldn't do anything before surgery. I said, I'm going to put out a video a day, every single day, for six months, and that will mm-hmm. let me know if there's traction, if this is something I can do, or if it's not. And luckily, uh, the, the channel caught, caught some traction, and here we are. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that I know we got like 30 seconds here. So we probably have to get into this on the other side of this thing. But I'm really curious to see how because you weren't you weren't originally doing what you're doing right now, which is mostly uh, covering news and things like that that were coming out. So I'm really curious to see uh, where did that come from? What was the impetus for that? Did you dabble in it a little bit or did you just do it one time and it took off? So we're going to get Jared to answer that right after we come back. I think there's going to be a break here. Let's see. With Arms List, you can shop the extensive list of local and nationwide firearms classified. Now with more confidence because of their built-in firewall. For only $6.99 a month for personal use or $30 a month for business vendors. So when you're in the market, please consider Arms List. We wouldn't be able to keep the Who Move My Freedom podcast going without the support of great companies like Arms List. All right. So yeah, if you, you know, how did you, how did that transition into what you're doing now? So I've always been a guy who uh, was good at reading law, good at reading new bills and being able to translate that to, to, to common speak, you know, so the lay, you know, layman terms so people can understand it. And I've always mm-hmm. done that in my whole career. Uh, the channel, when I started it, Guns and Gadgets would lead one to believe that I was going to be doing videos about guns and gadgets. And gadgets, right, right. Yeah. No, this is so weird. But then, when I realized how much that was going to cost, um, it was right. cost prohibitive. I have four, you know, at the time we had two kids, but I have four kids with autism, mm-hmm. and uh, I couldn't do, you know, I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I would do things when I could afford to buy stuff. And I would trickle in a video about specific Massachusetts law because we're always attacking guns here. Mm-hmm. And I always noticed that back in the day before you had an analytics page, you would see that you know there was always more traction on those those videos mm-hmm. for the law. So I started to do more of them. And then I started to bounce to different states in my area, you know, to New Hampshire and something in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was more of a demand for that than waiting a month before or two months before I could buy a new gun. New gun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started to you know, really dig into the states and to see what's happening in each state. And I started to see like in Massachusetts and California, what happens in our two states, we'll go to New York, we'll go to Maryland. Uh, you know, it'll, it'll kick its way through the, through the states because it's a, it's a, it's a trial. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what I want to do is make sure people were aware of what's going on in their state. And I always try to be, I don't want to just like burn the, the house down and, and then, you know, and, and go after people. I always want to give people 
some type of action, a route of action where they can actually do something. So, you know, here's the bill. This is what they're looking to do. This is a link to get a hold of your representatives. You need to get a hold of them. You need to call them. Um, you know, go visit them during office hours and try to drive people to act. And it's, you know, it, it kind of took off. You know, people were looking for that type of information, I think, because, you know, everybody can sit home and get pissed off. But if you don't know how to try to counteract what's happening, you, you kind of like, you know, you know, in a river without a paddle. So I think that a lot of people looked for, you know, took that information and ran with it or realized, you know, hey, we can have an effect. Uh, and ultimately, I want people to realize that, you know, we the people mean something. We have the power. And the second we realize that uh, the game's over for them. But, you know, it's it's uh, it's a battle every day. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, back in the days from what I remember, there was always a little bit of a mix of that, right? So like the gun guys out there, pretty much what you were saying, that they would do the gun stuff, but then they would also let folks know like, hey, you know, this thing, this thing, that thing's happening. And I think uh, that was going on all the way, like we ran into that firearm again situation. And right. what was that, like 2013? Um, yeah, right right around there. Yeah. So, like that was 14. I think so. Somewhere in the, in the zone of that, right? And and I think that the the gun guys out there were all very effective, but then there was kind of like a the social media realized it also. And there was a pushback on that for a lot of people. And there are guys who still kept doing it, but you did, you then you also kind of saw that people realized, hey, if I do a lot of political stuff or if I mix it in, the algorithm's going to work like this and do this to me. I know we got hit with a lot of that uh, because right. we, we kept doing it. So there were folks who were just like, well, I'm just going to do this gun stuff and I'm going to do the cool gun things, uh, which I don't knock at all. I think all of it is necessary. But somehow in there, you kept doing that stuff and you, you're kind of like, that's what you're known for. So if something's going on, I'm going to assume that just like me, there's people who are like, oh, let's see what the hell, you know, once, once you notice that there's all the social media stuff going on, oh, let me see what guns and gadgets, what the hell's happening here, <laughs> right? It's almost like back in the days going to CNN, right? Right. And it's very humbly, man. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I don't take it lightly, lightly that people depend on me and, and it's, it's cool but the same way it drives me, uh, mm -hmm. you know, I want to make sure I get as much information as I can to people and I want to get it ASAP. You know, I, I want I want to be, be able to develop those connections, whether it's on Capitol Hill or, you know, in state capitals where people realize that, you know, all right, I'm going to portray it right down the line. I'm not going to play. I don't play party politics. I don't care if people are Republican or Democrat. I just want them to honor their their oath and honor our, our rights in the Constitution. And mm -hmm. I think that it's been able, it, it, it's a lot allowed me to build a relationship with a lot more people than I ever anticipated, um, and it's helped me get the word out. Yeah, and you've done a lot. You've done a lot of things. What do you think in in this time that you've been doing it? What's the craziest thing that ever happened to you? Uh, you know, in the in this journey that maybe we don't <laughs> see, like maybe we didn't see it reflected in your videos and stuff like that, but it, it happened. You lived it. You know. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, it's it still affects me today. Uh, so January 6th, last year, the Trump uh, speech and, and everything that happened at the U.S. Capitol. I was in D.C. that day. I didn't go in the building. I didn't go in the Capitol, but I was in D.C. Um, and uh, as a result, my employer uh, had me investigated by the FBI. Um, it was a very, it was a 35-day process. It was nerve-wracking. Your department, uh, your department, your the, yeah. the uh, heads of your department decided to investigate yeah. you. Yeah, okay. somebody called in an anonymous uh, complaint, 
-hmm. And without taking my word for it, I mean, I put everything on social media. I mean, I pretty much document everything I do anyway. Yeah, I think that would have been easy for you to for for people to figure that out, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, it was it was rough, man. 34, 36 days of it was the longest month and a half, month and a week of my life, and um, a lot of restless nights, a lot of worrying what was going to happen. You know, just because I went to my capital as a free Mm -hmm. American on my day off to hear the president speak. Yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah, and, and, and uh, that's yeah. And you didn't, you weren't, you weren't involved in any of the stuff that's going on there. But somehow you became, you went from being someone who is out there saving people and fighting for people and all that kind of stuff. Not just, not just here on YouTube, like the the stuff you did, you know, in in your everyday life, right? To somehow being a criminal automatically because you went there. Yeah, it's. And even still, like my my channel, as far as growth, has been paused since January sixth. If you look at the mm-hmm. analytics, it's just mm-hmm. it's been uh, you know on on pause since I did a did the video there in, in DC. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's uh, it affected not just uh, the worst. It's the worst thing that happened because it didn't just affect me. I could see the toll it took on my wife mm-hmm. and my kids. You mm-hmm. know, not knowing, hey, you know what's going to happen, and we have to have a lawsuit, we have to sue, or, or something like that. And uh, mm-hmm. it was an interesting time just to just to be somebody who went to hear a speech and then jumped on a bus to head back, you know, and, you know, it's crazy, man, what they think. Yeah, absolutely. And there was so many people like, you know, when that was happening, I had, uh, some people who were there and they were telling me stuff that was going on. And these people were just there to see the speech from Trump. You know, there was people there with their kids, with their family. And all of a sudden, all those people are criminals because of what some other folks did over here. Right. You know, um, and I'm not even one. I don't feel like that was as bad as a lot of people are making it out to be. But, you know, I don't think people realize that everyone I hate the fact that there were companies. uh, I don't know. Facebook was part of it, but there were companies out there like banks and stuff like that, giving up information on people just because they so happen to be here. People who didn't even go see the speech. For whatever reason, right. they happen to be in that area, and the bank could see, it, and they're like, "Wait a second, are these people insurrectionists?" Yep. <laughs> you yeah, know, and, and it was, and I didn't even plan on going to be like, I didn't even know it was happening. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine who organized the bus trip from Worcester, Mass, he called me like two hours before the bus was ready to leave. He's like, "Hey, we got a free, we got an empty spot. You want to jump on? We won't even charge you." I was like, "Yeah, all right, why not? Let's go." Mm-hmm. And if you've always, known, <laughs> as long as I've known you, you've always, uh, if you could, gone out to things like that. You know, yeah, just I mean, to, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's history. You know, you want to be able to not just witness it, but to be able to to ensure stuff mm-hmm. is reported correctly. You know, yeah. How was it from your perspective out there? Did you realize all this stuff was happening? How, how did that whole thing go down for you? So I was down. At, if you've you've been to DC before, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So I was down at the ellipse for the it's like from four thirty in the morning until when uh, Trump was finished speaking. Um, uh, I was in that pressed up against the barricade the entire time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was, I think he got done, I don't know, one thirty, mm-hmm. quarter or two. Cause he came out late. Uh, and then when his speech was over, uh, we had a bus to catch cause our bus was picking us up at, uh, I think it was three thirty was the time that they were pulling out. Okay. So you so were just in for that and then out, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, there was like a million and a half people there. So it took a while to walk on the streets to, uh, to get to the, to the train station where the buses were picking us up, which happens mm-hmm. to be what two blocks from the Capitol. Mm-hmm. So we get up towards the Capitol and I, I said, Hey, let me take a selfie. <laughs> that was the dumbest thing I could have done. So I took a <laughs> selfie and I was on like uh, four feet off the street onto the grass, 300 yards from the building. 
And as soon as I took that selfie, dude, I could start. I mean, I, I heard a flashbang. It's a, you don't mistake the sound if you heard them before. And it caught my attention. And then you could see uh, the smoke, you know, the, the, the gas grenades going off and uh, people scaling. You know, you've, we've all seen it on TV. And I looked at my buddy and I'm like, dude, any second now the sirens are coming, it's time to go. Because mm-hmm. anybody in this area is going to be, you know, thumped. Mm-hmm. So we just kept walking to the to the bus terminal, and uh, as we were boarding the bus, that's when hell broke loose, and they shut down the city and called out the National Guard and the FBI and, and mm-hmm. everybody else, and it just went crazy. So were you guys able to leave? Were you actually able to get out? Yeah, they let the buses out, but uh, mm-hmm. anybody that was still, uh, either from what I was told, anybody that was mm-hmm. still on the Capitol grounds between the front of the building and by the Supreme Court, they kind of like kept everybody there until they could figure out what's going on. Yeah. And DC is not, not huge. So, so for example, you know, um, I mean, so Maryland and Virginia is right there in that area. And I like grew up going up there. Lola is actually from, uh, Maryland. So it's not, it's not like a big, massive place, you know, yeah, the actual like 10 blocks. Yeah. DC itself. So you guys yeah. were able to get out. Did you have any inklings? Did you see anything going on? Was there like, any kind of red we flags the, or indicators? Yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, you could see like ninety nine point eight percent of the people were there. You know, red, white, and blue, and waving flags. And um, most, I would say, most of the people there were there. You know, uh, you know, it was a spirit of unity and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. People wanted, obviously, they wanted Trump to, to be the next president, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you could see people. It was obvious people all dressed in black, combat boots, and you know, there was definitely a couple people in the crowd that didn't look like everybody else with the way, you know, the regalia they were wearing and stuff like that. And, you know, they were apparently people who were uh, trying to plan all this stuff. And mm-hmm. we've seen all the you know, investigations and stuff, but yeah, you, it was you could definitely see some stuff out there. Yeah. I, I had someone who was actually out there, like I said, with his family and he was, I mean, no, no one takes their family to, to what they know is going to be an insurrection. Right. Absolutely. No one does that. I think like you're saying, and and this was his point of view, just as well as it was yours. He was like, oh, I just wanted to see this uh, speech from Trump, you know. And he was telling me there were handicapped people out there. There were all kinds of people out there. This yeah, was man, never was the intention. Like all, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was all walks of life, man. And everybody was getting along. And mm-hmm. I went, uh, obviously, because it was a free ride. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I saw Donald Trump's first speech once he announced he was running. It was here in Worcester, Massachusetts. And I said, well, if this is going to be his last speech, I might as well bookend it. I mean, I'll go see what, yeah. see what he says. Yeah. And, Be a witness and, to uh, history yeah. for when, because obviously right now, even, you know, the news media is rewriting that whole thing and trying to paint people who were like yourself, who went there for that speech, you know, into a specific thing. But I remember this guy telling me, like, he was giving me play by play while it was happening. And he was like, dude, there's something weird happening here. You know, we're trying to get out and we could see, like, people... You know, it's almost like there's people instigating something, but they're very, very organized. You know, they're yeah. communicating with each other. What, what was your uh, perspective on that? Yeah, there was some – yeah, I saw the same thing. There were people on bullhorns that uh, – especially when the speech ended, they were trying to drive people uh, to different locations. And I and I don't really pay much attention to anybody. Nobody really tells me what to do. So I was just mm-hmm. going to get to the bus. But, uh, yeah, you could definitely see that stuff. And uh, it all started to pop off right when we were – like I said, we were just getting to the bus and boarding. So I was trying to keep – I, uh, I was, t- you know, uh, Instagramming and tweeting and, and Telegram and stuff that was coming out, mm-hmm. information that was being relayed to me by law enforcement on, on scene. Uh, and some of it turned out to be right. Some of it was too came out too wrong, uh, too soon and was wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was just trying to keep people in in the know because, like, that was we've never seen anything like that in the history of 
you know, in our history, mm-hmm. you know, as long as I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was trying to get the information out and little did I know that <laughs> you were going to get facially recognition <laughs> by the <laughs> FBI for 30, 35 days. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened with that whole thing is, are you all cleared of that now? Is that something? Yeah. yeah. So okay. I was cleared. It just took them that long to run me through the whole system. Cause obviously they were mm-hmm. looking at people who were in the building. Um, but yeah, the channel probably saved me because the FBI told my boss, the chief, he said, you know, that I'm a public figure and they, they would recognize me if, if I was in the building. And because I was a public figure, they, they cleared me. Uh, yeah, they, they would have been 10,000 people ratting you out. You know, I'm not saying that the gun guys would do that to you at all. But I mean, you know, yeah. they, there's people looking at us that are not gun guys. Let's be honest about that. Oh, yeah, know. absolutely. Once we get up here and start saying these things, there's lots of people looking at us through lots of different accounts. You know, and always tracking what we're up to, and uh, which is weird because most of us are the most law-abiding people out there that you could imagine. You know, we only want good things uh, for America, for the world, for that matter. You know, but there's a lot of that going on. Um, did you a lot lose? Of Karens up there. Yes, absolutely. Did you lose, <laughs> like, uh, you know, amongst your peers, right? Um, did you lose a lot of friends and stuff like that? Or people knew who you were? How, how did that go down for you in terms of? No, I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, I, I, I've always carried myself with a, like integrity means something to me. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, maybe not as much, but to me, it means something. And it goes back to like the man in the mirror test. And, mm-hmm. and when people asked what happened, I think that when I told them, you know, with a hundred percent conviction, they, they knew that I, what I was saying was true. And, mm-hmm. Was I mean it was long for everybody involved, but you know it's uh, yeah. the guys and gals who are you know in my circle they stood by. All right, very good. Um, you know, so so I, I'm trying to figure out if you could if you could shape the future of what of what you're doing now, right? Because you know you're transitioning right now, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> I'm molting. <laughs> I, I don't know. Is that is that like accurate? Is that a good description? Because I feel I feel that way. I feel you're kind of like about to go through a sea change. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry it's just cracking me up like to think about it uh but yeah, do you think uh, about it that way man do you look at it as like does it feel you know is it you know how you can almost smell the change in the air sometimes have you ever been in those situations yes yeah and this does this part of your life feel like that to you yeah 100 percent. especially you know now retiring medically and mm-hmm being a business owner and you know not just the channel which I, this is a business for me but mm-hmm. you know, blackout coffee and now i'm moving mm-hmm. to a free state mm-hmm. uh there's a lot of changes going on where it's can uh, we talk about where you're moving to i don't know if we already said yeah. it yeah okay yeah i'm cool. going florida um oh, awesome <laughs> you're welcome to come, to come shoot yeah. with me man come hang out with me when you're here in florida Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to be mm-hmm. down Southwest, but I'll come up to you. I know where you yeah. are. And I'll, um, and I'll bring absolutely. the van over to where you are too. Make sure you get a good internet. So, you know, you know, so I can actually, I can let's play on that. Internet. And when I'm down there, we'll get you into blackout coffee and maybe uh, check your place out. Oh, absolutely. Yes. That'll be fine. I, you know, I'm, I know this sounds weird, but selfishly, I can't wait until you're actually in Florida. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> me too <laughs> me too <laughs> yeah um i know and i know that's tough so so how is all of this feeling to you like what do you think you know um i don't i don't know if you're superstitious i don't want to jinx anything but how would you like to see all of this evolving um you know as you go through this like where do you see it going what do you think you know what do you think this is going to become uh i i hope that 
you know, my, my goal in this is to create a, you know, on the channel side, I just want to have, you know, like I call it the freedom media. I, I want to mm -hmm. be able to have this be bigger where maybe I can have some assistance and not mm -hmm. have to work, you know, myself to the bone constantly and have this grow to be something mm -hmm. that is self-sustaining and mm -hmm. then uh, allow me to uh, transition from, you know, the employee side of my life to a business owner mm -hmm. uh, side of my life. And I've been trying to, you know, come out of that cocoon for a couple of years. And uh, I think that this is, well, I hope that this is going to give me that opportunity and uh, to be able to provide for my kids like I, I really never could before. Absolutely. Yeah. So the, the team part, because I think that's what's really important if you really want to build this, right? Somehow putting together a team. Um, how do you fit? Because um, is it just you at this point really doing? Like yeah, for I mean, me, I know it's me and Lola and that's tough. <laughs> and that's two of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my wife it? helps me out too behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. Like she'll help me. I, I get uh, no word to lie. I get a couple thousand emails every day and I just, mm -hmm. I'm the type of guy is like, once I have hit my limit, I'll, <laughs> I'll, no I'll more away and I'll come back another day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So she mm -hmm. tries to pick up that slack for me. Mm -hmm. um, it's just, it gets, as you know, man, you got a, you got a large channel. It, it's, it's overwhelming. Uh, to say the least, to try to stay up on everything, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's messages on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's just too much. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I would love to have people that I can trust. But being an alpha right. and a control freak, <laughs> it's tough, you know, because yeah. nobody can do it the way I can in my own mind. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's tough. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. I think for me, you know, for me. So the biggest channel that we actually have is YouTube slash Hank Strange, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's about 118,000 subscribers. The funny thing is, is that that got, that got stopped at a certain point. Um, there's a lot of things that, ha and that happened a couple of years ago, where they just said, boom, that's it. We're putting all these locks on on what you do i mean i've got the plaque and everything for getting a hundred thousand subscribers but almost after that it's really just grinded to a standstill and so even though it's a big thing that's out there we've got the uh the podcast side that we do and we were doing it on youtube and we wouldn't be able to keep the who move my freedom podcast going without the support of a dao or decentralized autonomous organization like tusk crypto tusk cryptocurrency is a firearm friendly e-commerce option for online payment transactions secured on the blockchain so when you're in the crypto market please consider tusk t-u-s-c all right, I got so caught up in what we were talking about. So so what I was saying to you is that, you know, almost there was this thing that happened with um, the podcast channel and my main channel. And what I mean by that is a couple of years ago, YouTube decided that they didn't want anyone going live and handling a firearm. Yes. You know, remember you, that you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Did they, did they ever communicate with you uh, before they did that? They did, um, which I found really odd. Uh, mm -hmm. They reached out to me, and that was the first time YouTube ever reached out to me. And mm -hmm. they they were like, "Hey, we want to have a call with you and, and talk about some changes coming up." And I kind of was sworn to secrecy until mm -hmm. they announced everything. Mm -hmm. But they were like, "Yeah, you know, you're we we there's value in what you do in your channel, and we just want to tell you <laughs> that you can't hold these things up live, or they'll just shut down." And I was like, "What's going on?" Kiss of death. Uh, I went through the same exact thing. Yeah. Yeah, man. But, but they let my channel grow for a little while until January 6th, you know, and then it's been, I'm at, I think I'm at four, 471.8 right now. And it's, it's been kind of that way for a long time. 
Yeah. So that was the thing. The same exact thing happened to me that they, it was a team of lawyers. I remember that. And they, they mm -hmm. said, I couldn't talk it, say anything about it. Um, and then they said, yeah, we, you're going live and we're watching you, you know, we know you're going live a lot and we're going to be paying attention to you. And it's like everything almost got ghosted after that. And so, you know, it's having those two channels. And then because of everything happening, I separated. And then there's this channel that does the van stuff and all that. And it's taken off. It's kind of rough to now juggle all of those things and juggle all the social media behind that. And the other social media is, <laughs> you know, we've got our problems there, right? I'm constantly getting hit. I've had the YouTube channels deleted. I've had the Facebooks uh, deleted as well. All this kind of stuff. I... The point I'm getting to here is I really want to know, like, you know, how, the way that you look at things, I want to know where you think this is going and what you think we could do about this. Like, what's the future of this? What What's the things we need to be thinking about when it comes to this? As far as what we do on the media side here? Yeah. I mean, how are we, do, do you, like, obviously you're getting ready now to start doing this more, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. This, like, this is going to be my, my yeah. time gig, man. It's scary. <laughs> exactly. So, like, how do you think that's going to work? You know, I mean, is it, you know, it, it, do you think it's because it's not just that you're doing what everyone else out there on YouTube is doing, you know, you're not a car guy, you're not doing makeup or anything else. Is there a plan? Is there something we need to do different? Is there something that we should all be doing together to prepare for this? Like, what is the actual future of this? Because I don't see these guys getting any better. Well, I so. It's kind of a catch-22. I, I was lucky enough while at SHOT Show to speak to an employee at YouTube who is a gun guy. Mm -hmm. um, and there were changes, as you know, made in January uh, that are going to lighten things up for us as far as the restrictions. Mm -hmm. uh, YouTube, Google, Alphabet knows that we are one of their biggest earners, the, you know, the freedom community, Second Amendment and hunting and stuff like that. Uh, so they're, they're not going to get rid of us, man. I think that for the longevity of all of us, I think that it's key that we do what we're doing right now. We work together. Uh, mm -hmm. We um, expose our audiences to each other so that maybe somebody who's watching you didn't know me. Maybe they subscribe to my channel and vice versa. Mm -hmm. uh, that will force growth for us. Uh, mm -hmm. Me, on my end, I'm hard-headed, man. I, I'm the type of person, like, I, I will make stuff work. So I will bulldog my way through it. I'll, I'll last you know, restrictions that they put on me because I'll just keep doing it. And mm -hmm. as long as people keep coming back to watch, I'll keep doing it. And I, I say it in a lot of times in my, vi my videos, without you guys and gals watching, I don't do it anymore because I'm just a clown talking to a camera right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it, it takes a lot of time to, to research all this stuff. So and I do it for a reason. And the second that people don't want it anymore, I'll, you know, I'll go fishing or something like that. But mm -hmm. I think if we all work together, I think we can definitely have a better outcome because a unified front is a lot more uh, powerful than a fractured one. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. How, I'm just trying to figure out like how we do it, you know, and I know it's not, it's not an easy thing because we kind of do have different factions and different people. Yeah. And a lot of us are alphas. <laughs> some are, some are, yeah. some are real alphas, some are fake alphas. You know how that goes, <laughs> right? Uh, you can always tell the real alphas because they don't need to prove it. Just like in, just like in nature, you know, when you see the real alphas in nature, they're not trying to prove it. And then you see the little, the, you know, the little wannabe alphas running around until they get smacked upside the head kind of you know this is nature yeah so right. a lot of that stuff makes it sometimes tough for us all to work with each other and do what we need to do 
But I agree with you. I've been telling people for a long time that this is a lot like when um, Irish people came to America and no one liked them and they had to get together yeah. or Italians or, you know, when when the slaves were freed and then you had all these black people that were out there and they had to figure out how to get together and pool their resources and create their own economies or basically like ecosystems where they were supporting each other. You know, if I need yeah. coffee, I buy the coffee from you. you. You know, you're doing this thing I'm not doing, you know, you're or so, for example, like the service that you offer to the community community instead of me competing with you i need to i need to help promote you i need to tell people hey you want to know what's going on with this uh go go look at jared <laughs> right you know <laughs> yeah it's, yeah I, I agree 100 percent. like uh if if we lack of a better term if we used each other better you know mm -hmm. we used each other's strengths better as a group i think it would absolutely help each one of us out you know as far mm -hmm. as prospering and growing and and, and pushing mm -hmm. through the you know the barriers they have for us yeah, Lola's asking me, is YouTube coming down on Jared first off? I'm, I'm not sure exactly uh, what that question means. They, they're coming down on you, I think, right? You Are you noticing? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I've been shadow banned for a while. It's uh, Nobody gets uh, notifications anymore. Um, mm -hmm. What used to be, you know, six-digit view counts within 24 hours is, mm -hmm. you know, a fourth of that now. Mm -hmm. um all all the, all the analytics we all look at they're down by 60 percent easy mm -hmm. uh so yeah they're trying but i'm a hard hit i'll just keep doing it yeah absolutely this is something like i think that you have a natural you know you, you can naturally do this right and then now there's these things in the way and yeah you have to kind of like bulldoze your way through it because if it's really what you do you just find a way. That's what the Who Moved My Freedom means in the Who Moved My Freedom mm -hmm. podcast. It comes from, there's a book. I don't know if you ever read this book or heard of it. It's called Who Moved My Cheese. No. Yeah, it's a story. It's a it's a short story. Um, and if you look, it's been around for a long time. And it's basically talking about these mice in a maze. And, and they go through this maze and they find cheese, right, in the center of the maze. And then one day they go there and it's not there anymore. And now the question is, what do you do? If someone moved the cheese or the cheese is not there, what do you do? Do you stand around complaining about it? You know, um, do you blame someone for it? Do you become proactive and start looking for, you know, where is the cheese now kind of a thing? And I think that's what we're going through. You know, we're not doing anything wrong. We're probably uh, out of the folks who are content creators on YouTube and other platforms. We're probably some of the most law abiding and background checked <laughs> right 100 percent. yeah because we screwed up once we we have big losses you know not just yeah. here on 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 screen yeah absolutely that's what i said to the youtube guys when i was talking to them i was like dudes i have an ffl sot there's all kinds of things that go into this you know um for for what we're doing right and and we're we're professionals of what we're doing you know um even more so than other than a lot of and i don't want to say everyone but a lot of people who are doing youtube so what exactly you know, can we, how do we do this? That's, that's what I think the question is. How do we do it? How do we overcome what these guys are going through before they realize that I think all the restrictions they're putting on things are going to lead to people not wanting to watch them. There's going to be a lot of people out there realizing what they're doing, but how do we survive? That's the thing I'm trying to get from you. How do we survive between now and then? Man, I wish I had, I wish I had the easy answer. I, I just mm -hmm. think, I, to me, I just think it's hard work on our side. You know, mm -hmm. I think we can. I think we can outlast them. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. you know i really i really do um because what we we do as a service that we provide people want this information whether it's Mm -hmm. my channel or you know mr guns and gear or tim Mm -hmm. for military arms i agree people go to those people for a distinct reason and they wake up every day and they check their channels for a reason Mm -hmm. and i think as long as we keep following through on what people expect from us they'll be there and as long as that exists it's going to be hard for them to just make us go away because uh, mm-hmm. i mean after all the ogs you know uh such and and eric from iraq veteran 88 and, and uh hickok they mm-hmm. they kind of grew youtube like you know mm-hmm. other than cats guns grew youtube yeah and um you know it's 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 not going away i really don't think it is um you know they're gonna try to dink and dunk with us a little bit but i think perseverance is the key I think that, you know what, I, I don't want to seem like corny or whatever on it, but it's what makes, I've lived in a lot of different places on this planet, and it's what makes America different, I think, from anywhere else in the world. The the right, I mean, and this is natural, right? It's so stupid that we even have to discuss it, but it's a natural right of a human being to defend themselves, Okay. Mm-hmm. And America, in contrast to lots of different places around the world, this is like a core, uh, something at the core of what America is. And I think at the end of the day, no matter who the people are, people who are immigrants to America, you know, people who um, maybe they think naturally who they are, whether they're people of color or or women or some religious thing or some sexual orientation, let's say, makes them feel like they're in the, in the minority. All of those people, everyone in America at some point comes into to this understanding that they have to defend themselves. Absolutely. No, no one else. So what happens when you realize that? What happens if you're uh, a gay person and you realize there's people out there going after you or you're Jewish and you realize people are doing that or you're Asian and there's people, you know, doing things to you or whatever it is you are, you know, you're you're just a person living somewhere and other people feel like they can take your stuff and do whatever they want to to you. You turn to you realize, hey, I've got to defend myself, right? Yeah, absolutely. The, yeah, the body responds one of three ways. It either freezes up, it decides to fight, or it flees, it flights. So that's the mm-hmm. fight or flight syndrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I, you know, most people tend to say, hey, you know what? If it's me or the other guy, I'm going home at the end of the day. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go home and, you know, I might be a little worse for wear, but I got to do what I got to do to defend myself. And that, like you said, that's the, that's the core value not just for this country which it is but that's that's a natural human right man you know mm-hmm. people in, in insert neighborhood of, of country here they shouldn't have to lay down and expect the government to come save them because i say it all the time when seconds count help is minutes away uh, and i'm not i'm never gonna uh make a decision where i'm gonna lose my life because i i failed to act you know or somebody mm-hmm. else near me whether it's family or or, or bystander um, but, uh, you know, that's part of being the alpha, right? It's, that's our, we see ourselves as the protector and, and doing what we're doing. And I think more people are realizing, especially the last couple of years, you know, when we went through the whole leading up to the, the elections, uh, where mm-hmm. it was, you know, burn the cities down mm-hmm. and that was okay and cool. And, and we saw that and people started to say, all right, I need, I need to take care of myself. I'm going to buy a gun. Uh, I'm going to buy all the freaking ammo in the market. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it's, I think a lot, we've had what? 16 million new gun owners since that in the last couple of days 
And yeah, that's it's, not it's that's not good. the died in the wall gun guys like us. It's the folks who I see when I'm out there that are just regular folks doing whatever else it is that they do um you know in their life i see this on the car side or even like let's put it as the van side of what i do people just want to be when they see all this crazy stuff happening they go okay when i see this there's no one there to save those people right, right. so how do i save myself and that's kind of what we're doing and there's folks out there who are saying to, to, to people, no, we don't want you. We don't want you to see this. That's actively what they're doing. We're not out there. I've never seen really gun guys. I don't know if you know of any preaching, just go out there and hurt people. I've, no. I've not seen no. it. Right. No, so we're trying to help yeah. people. Yeah. And so people turn in the real world, outside of what these guys do to us in the real world, People, they see that and they go, hey, man, how? what can I do? How do I figure out how to do this myself to defend myself? And that's what these guys are cutting, trying to cut off. And we're trying to just figure out like, okay, this is something that we, we are attracted to doing for people naturally. How do we survive to be able to keep doing that? I think, dude, it comes for me, mm -hmm. uh, my point of view, it comes down to identity politics, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. There's a large portion of people who, you know, vote Democrat that are now mm -hmm. new gun owners. And what they don't want is for you and me and the rest of the crew that does this to educate those people to where they now say, I'm not going to vote for, you know, people who want red flags. Why would I want to put myself at risk of my family? I'm not going to vote for gun control. I need this tool. Mm -hmm. That's what they're scared of. Because uh, mm -hmm. if 16, say two thirds of the, of the new gun owners are coming from, you know, you know, leaning, leaning left or being anti-gun, that's a huge portion of their voting base. And they're afraid of that. And uh, as long as we keep doing what we're doing, man, we're reaching those people. It might not be as fast as we all want, but I think that's part of what, you know, the, uh, the conglomerates of the media don't want to happen. They don't want us to get those people to see, you know what, it, I don't have to vote for this guy just because I have always in my life or my, you know, my mom was a, a Democrat or, a, you know, I don't have to vote for Joe. I can vote a single issue voter, I can become a single issue voter. And that's, that's kind of what I am trying to do daily on this channel. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that the, um, man, this stuff with COVID in the last couple of years, I don't think that a lot of corporations or these, I don't think these people, I don't think they really truly see yet what they've done, how far they've pushed a lot of people in America that used to believe them. And now they're like, whoa, this is what happens yeah. when we let these guys have all the power. Yeah, it, it, I think what's happened is it has a potential to be a huge awakening. You know, mm -hmm. people are seeing it, but do they remember? That's the thing. If they just go back to the whole, you know, it doesn't bother me, I don't really care type attitude, uh, then we'll go back to right, you know, right back to where we were. But if people hold mm -hmm. on to that and say, you know what, we gave you an inch and you took ten yards, and you wanted to, you know, make me wear something, or you wanted to make me take a take something that I didn't want to take, um, I, I think there's a big shift about yeah. to happen i really do i think when you see you know if you think about it like in america you could send your kid to school in certain places right in california you could send your kid to a school and they vaccinate them now just think about this for a second a lot of people in california if you just rewind 10 years ago <laughs> like injecting them with stuff they're like nope no <laughs> You're not going to inject me with something. I need to know what that is. What's the repercussions of that? What do I... Do you remember that? Absolutely. 
that wasn't a thing that guys like us were all up in arms about. I'm not saying that some of us as gun guys weren't like, oh, we're not going to. I grew up my whole life like having to travel around and getting injections. Right? You just go like, okay, here's my arm. <laughs> Stick me with something and then weird stuff happens to my body. Right? <laughs> um, but, but all of a sudden, everything's flipped. And now those same people who really believe that, now they're sending their kids to school. And all of a sudden, their kid gets injected with something that they have no clue. Yeah, there was a, a, I don't know, being a freedom lover and somebody who's willing to fight to the end uh, to keep what we have, it was shocking for me to see how fast people just, you know, fell in line. It was really Capitulated. shocking. yeah. Yeah, man, it, and it was really, really fast because they, they, they wanted to believe, all right, if I just do this, this will be done. Mm -hmm. But if you, you know, I always tell people, go to the CDC website and look at the VAERS reports, and when you see the amount of people who are really messed up from what they're telling you is going to stop this stuff it'll mm -hmm. make you think you know yeah and i'm not anti-vax i just am a i'm pro choice make people mm -hmm. can make their the best choice that they think for them if you want to get the vaccine fine you want to wear a mask fine mm -hmm. but the same same flip side of that you know flip side of that coin is don't don't poo poo on me because i'm not wearing a mask while i'm you know the only person driving in my car with the windows up it just mm -hmm. it is what it is it's crazy to see what happens with people once once they're put into a fair situation where they feel like, hey, I'm going to die if I don't, you know, and the news is telling me every day that people are dying because of this. And for, for sure, uh, you know, I'm not, I'll, I'll never deny that there's people dying because of that. I think, right. you know, we've lost people inside of our own community, but there's, there's more, there's more to the story than that of what's happening and everyone should get to choose what that is because not everyone could actually, you know, it's not a good idea for everyone to do that. Well, fear yeah. sells, man. I mean, you know, we we're we're in the beginnings of a of a blizzard. We're going to get more than two feet of snow. And last night on our local channel five, I actually heard the guy say, "This is the worst storm in our history." <laughs> it it hasn't even started snowing yet, and the guy's uh -huh. already just fear, 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 and that's what sells now. It's you know, every day I turn on the TV, it's you should be afraid of this now, and you should be mm -hmm. afraid of that. Like I don't even watch the news anymore, you know. Yeah. It's uh, it's not it's not like we were when we grew up. It's a little different no. now. You know, but you know what I have? I think it's a weird thing that's happening. It's a juxtaposition, right? We've never been as comfortable anywhere in the world, not just America, all over this planet. People have never been as comfortable as right now. Okay, True. the the technology, the things we have access to. We've not, like I came, my my family came to America to live in the eighties, right? So if you look at um, if you look at what life was like then compared to what it is now, we're incredibly comfortable. And so yeah. when everyone's really comfortable like this, what, how, how do you mo how do you push people? How do you motivate them? You have to scare the crap out of them. You have to tell them if you don't do this, it's death. <laughs> True. You know? Yeah. That's, that's I mean, the only way to do even it. Even the American lifestyle is we always want more and more and more and more. And like you said, get comfortable. And sometimes mm -hmm. we, you lose that drive because you don't have, you know, you don't, have to worry about your next meal you don't have to worry about uh, can i afford the heat this month you know mm -hmm. um where am i gonna sleep you know, yeah we get too comfortable yeah absolutely okay listen i gotta start wrapping it up we're over i don't know how this happened i think you know we somehow burned through two hours without even knowing i'm not even sure uh, what exactly was, happened here it was fun man yes absolutely it was fun um so we're gonna we're gonna actually wrap this up here let me see night train um Night Train says, don't forget that YouTube is owned by Google. If Donald Trump does run for president in 2024, 
he may not get my vote because of his 2A stance of pushing for vaccinations. Uh, yeah, I'm not even interested in him running, to be honest with you. That's just my personal. I think we got to perfect ticket would be Ron DeSantis and Christy Nome. There you go. Let's let some other folks uh, step up there. I think Trump uh, pretty much had his chance uh, to, to, you know, to show it. Uh, Armament and Axis gave me gave us five bucks here. And he says you and Jared's thought on term limits. Tell Jared I said hello. Hashtag to a strong. That's from Armament and Axis. Um, hey, but term limits all around. They should just be inundated with term limits in courts, in Congress, everything. Yeah. Absolutely. I would agree with that. I think um, the political system that we have is the problem. So one, two party system two, there's not really um, term limits on anything. So these guys make a lot of money and then get into politics to make even more money. Right. Yeah. Until they we'll die. Find how that works out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, Lola says, thanks for being so patient with all the Internet issues, Jared. Um, I I agree with that. I think this was actually great, man, to have a conversation like this with you. I enjoyed it. Same yeah. here, man. I look forward to it. Let's, let's do it again. Absolutely. Let's do this again. I'm looking forward to you and the whole family moving down here to Florida and being able to harass you, you know, short of actually getting <laughs> short of getting you to live right next door to me, <laughs> which would be perfect. Uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take you uh, living in Florida as the second best thing. Um, we're going to here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to run in the end and then I'm going to come back and we get we're going to get words of wisdom from you. So I just want you to know that you got come together with some some good words here this might be used for your future uh presidential run all right <laughs> so just think about this here for a second uh but before we do that tell the folks the folks who are watching this listening to this if they want to be able to communicate with you or support you or you know see the see the different things or platforms that you're on how where would they find that how can they do it i'm on all the big platforms uh, the main one is youtube obviously guns and gadgets um just search it up and I'm there. Uh, and uh, if you want to help support me, you know, hit the like button and subscribe and also check out Blackout Coffee because that's what's helping pay the bills and putting food in the family's face. Absolutely. Thanks. And let me just say this one thing, man. Um, you know, this I've been doing this for like 10 years at this point. And Jared has always been the same dude. Good dude. Hardworking guy. Um, you know, uh, humble. And at the same time, you know, like a force, you know what I'm saying? Like someone who's out there really pushing to get certain things done. Always been really cool with me and all that kind of stuff. And I appreciate it, Jared. Thank you, brother. I appreciate yeah. that. That means a lot. Yeah, absolutely. All right, listen, let's run in the end here and then we'll be right back. So you guys sit right there. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening, watching, hanging out with us here on Utreon. If you want to hang out with us live, we're going to rip the audio out of this, throw it up on iTunes and all your other favorite places to get your audio podcast from. We're on the Firearms Radio Network. Lots of people listening to us um, every day. And I really appreciate all the f those folks who are listening to us there. You can also you can get the podcast from HankStrange.com if you're looking for it. Uh, Jared, words of wisdom, sir, before we get out of here. All right, right on the spot. Guys and gals, you do not realize how powerful you are. Uh, it can be intimidating at times, but we hold the keys to this vehicle. Uh, don't be afraid. Come out of your shell. Do what you can. Not everybody has to be a speaker. Not everybody has to be an activist. Do a very little. And if the more people that do a little, it actually makes a huge difference. We have the power. It's time for us to realize that we, the people, run the ship. 
Awesome. Thank you so much, Jared. Keep doing what you do, man. You know, you're out there fighting the good fight and, and a lot of folks out there appreciate you doing it. So thank you, brother. I appreciate just keep it. doing it. Same here, man. All right, guys, we're out of here. We will see you uh, Monday. <laughs> Be safe. Have fun out there. Oh, by the way, it's it's also over the weekend. Lola's birthday. Big happy birthday to Lola Strange. She happy is birthday. now she's 60 years old. Uh, I married an old chick. No, I'm just kidding. No, she's not. She's not that old. I'm actually beat. <laughs> you, you got that right. Uh, yeah, she. I'm actually older than her. I should. I can already tell the words. Oh, you're you're in trouble, bro. <laughs> They're gonna be coming at me. But uh, yeah, happy birthday to Lola, uh, Jared. Thanks so much, man. Really appreciate and love you, man. Keep doing what you do. We're out of love here, guys. Too, Be safe. Peace.